Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We're the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a thirsty Thursday. Figured we had to do something better than that debacle of a football game that we sort of, kind of, maybe watched on Amazon Prime. Oh, my Lord, that was terrible. Sorry, Al Michaels. <laughs> that was gross. By the way, by the way, man, I got to ask y'all, dude. Aiden O'Connell, quarterback for the Raiders, man. Is it me, or does he look like he's like a mashup between Derek Carr and Sid from Toy Story? I'm just saying. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying, I didn't man. think about that. <laughs> I mean, that's a good observation. Like, right? I'm it explains just... why he's goofy looking, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you hear his music out of the gate, man. I, I fired, I, you know, firing a hole. I pulled the trigger a little, little rapidly on that. So that's okay. Shannon, what the heck happened to your Colts against the Bengals, dude? They got debacled. <laughs> they that's got, what happened. They, they got debacled. <laughs> man, is it me or that's is it? Impossible. <laughs> thank you. Emmett, <laughs> thank you, Emmett Smith, for some of the best football vernacular like ever. <laughs> so good. They got debacled. The impossible. <laughs> so good, man. His legacy lives on beyond the field. <laughs> but, oh, man. But, yet, oh, God. I'm just saying, like, is it me or does it feel like we are having some really grotesque football on the back half of the season? And now, look, I, there's a ton of quarterback injuries for sure. Yeah. You know, there's a ton. But there is also some god-awful football, dude. Oof. I don't know, man. Like, it felt like Indy was on a roll, and, you know, since he just lost their quarterback, mm -hmm. and but they rallied against Jacksonville and then put the hammer down on the Colts. So, I mean, maybe overall Cincinnati's team is just, you know, just that much better. I mean, the receiving core, yeah, absolutely. The running back, yeah, because Taylor's not playing right now. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like the Colts were—they've been gamers. They've been competitive. Like, I don't think they're doormats. I think some of it certainly is a credit to uh, the Bengals and and you know a credit to Browning. He's had a couple of nice games. You know, I, I mean, he has. I mean, that's a pleasant surprise out of your backup, right? Right. But you know, there's a lot of these teams you're looking at. You're like, okay, uh, uh nope, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and then you know, you can get a little bounce back with a backup. I mean, obviously, you know, Doc, you know, the Pastronaut had a couple of games uh, that all went to oblivion. I mean, we got the Sex Panther back in. You know what I mean? Like Joe Flacco is out here lighting stuff up. Like what? You know, I, what mean, I mean, what what is this? 2012? Yeah. We got the Sex Panther, yes. the, the Flacco Rainbow. I mean, yes. I, and I, honestly, he makes Cleveland a better team than any of the quarterbacks did. <laughs> Cause he's confident. He, it, he can make fucking throws. Yeah, he can. He can. If you can keep him reasonably clean and upright. I mean, he's 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 got a certain style, right? right? Like in my head, I like, and this might sound weird, but like to me, like a guy like Joe Flacco would have fit like that old school, like Joe Gibbs off. You know what I mean? Mm. Like to a T, dude. You know what I'm saying? Good call. Good call. Like play action, big old bombs. Just keep him upright, man, and 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 he'll work on down. You know, work on down the field. But uh, so he's he's got a kind of an I hate to say an old school style. He's got a particular style. Uh, but he he's he's good. But I mean, keep in mind that we've had a lot of blips, you know, or moments for some from some guys, it, it, Dobbs, uh, Browning. You know, we'll see how the season finishes. You have a certain window. A lot of times you have a certain window with backup quarterbacks, right? Mm 
right. or replacement dudes. Every once in a while, somebody legit works out, like for sure. But you know, maybe you get two or three or four games. You know, and with a guy like Flacco, it's like, okay, well, he's coming in fresh. He can obviously tell the OC, hey, man, these these are the concepts. This is what I know. This is what I do well, whatever. And Cleveland has a fair amount of talent. All the injuries they've had aside, you still have a lot of talent on that roster and obviously a good defense. So if he gives them solid quarterback play, they can win a bunch of games. Absolutely. You know, and the way that things are going in the league, I mean, my God, you know, look at some of the quarterbacks that are on playoff eligible. Well, I shouldn't say eligible, but essentially teams that are in position to make the playoffs. You have a lot of quarterback questions. So like if you're, (laughs) yeah, if you're Buffalo, you're like, just get us there, man. (laughs) Just make the playoffs, dude. We'll see what happens. I'm telling you, right. The the two seed in the AFC does not want to see Buffalo get in. Whoever that is, I guess that's Miami right now. I mean, whoever ends up being that two, and if Buffalo gets that seven, they they ain't gonna be too happy. No, it, it, somebody's gonna have their hands full mm-hmm. if they stay healthy. But you know, obviously, this is this is a tough, tough, tough year for the quarterback. Tough right. year, and it's a tough year for for Kadarius Tony knowing where to line up. But it's a tough year for the quarterback. <laughs> you know, it, it it's just rough, dude. It's just rough. By the way, I had one observation I wanted to start oh. off with. Uh-oh. Is this, um, is this the good, the bad, or the ugly, or all three? Where well, we I mean, <laughs> we all remember Spaceballs. Mm. We all love that movie. Mm-hmm. But do you remember Vinny, Pizza the Hut's right-hand man? Yeah. You know where he is now? He's the agent for the New York Giants quarterback. I was, I was going to say, is, is he related to the agent, Tommy DeVito's agent? <laughs> it's Vinny from Spaceballs, man. Uh, I figured it out. Nice. <laughs> nice. Man, you know, in, in a season that's weird with storylines, and look, my football fandom is like, can I please get away from the damn New York freaking football Giants? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh for three, bro, bro, oh for three, bro, the freaking Giants, man, they're just a pain in my ass in my entire football fandom, whether it's the Packers or the Redskins or uh, the Commanders, whatever, man, the freaking New York football Giants are just a pain in my ass. <laughs> it is so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying, dude. Cannot get away from them. Um, but that aside, you know. It's a fast, I mean, it really is a fascinating story. And, you know, I I don't have any agenda, like, against Daniel Jones, man. I'm not like, ah, Danny Dimes hater. Um, I think he's okay. Um, But there is, you know, I mean, the Giants looked like they were just in a wasteland. They were done, right? Everybody's like, oh, nope, that's a win. Go ahead, look at the schedule. Playing the Giants, so that's a W. Well, it hasn't been the last couple of weeks, right? They've been much more competitive than I think most most of us would have reasonably expected. And, you know, at Green Bay had some serious struggle bus components of that game. I love the fact that a whole bunch of us gambled the other week in uh, taking teams that are so untrustworthy in Survivor or the death pool, and we all survived. And then all three of us morons took Green Bay on Monday night, right, against the Giants, which I think, if I remember correctly, the percentages, like, Yahoo shows you, right, what what the trends are with the picks, and, like, 30-some-odd percent of Death Pool players 
took Green Bay. Well, that was an L. Somewhere around 20% of Death Pool players took the Steelers. Well, that was an L against the Patriots. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other one. Oh, and probably the Dolphins. That was another really popular. Oh, the Texans, probably. Oh, yeah, Texans, Jets. Jets. Yeah, Texans, Jets. That was another one. You know, and I mean, all those teams were just big, fat, freaking L's, man. I, if you survived Death Pool this week, man, good good on you. <laughs> I don't know what you had left, but a lot of a, a lot of the matchups that you're like, there's no way. Well, there was a way. You know, it, it was if it, I, my dumbass had taken New Orleans. Yeah, well, I mean, New Orleans is hard. I mean, that's a, that's another team that's just hard to trust, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, so hard to trust, and you just you have shenanigans. You just have mm-hmm. shenanigans. Anyway, let me get that. Let's get Randy rocking up in here. You know, oh, I was gonna do Seven Dust Black, but that's right. That's not the song I've been playing for him lately. Yeah, we're we're gonna stick. We're gonna stick with some Got the Light. Because <laughs> you do of all of, of all our football fandom surrounding the sports brew, nobody's got it as good as you right now. <laughs> True story. Facts. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, so, not, it's been not wrong. <laughs> it's, it, hey, I mean, I can't complain. Um, it, uh, if I could, it'd be amazing. But um, you know, I can't be like Matt, who would probably. Be, going we should have won this game we should have won this game we should have you know like no i'm happy where we are where we at dallas did what they needed to do Mm -hmm. so we you know we're back as a number one seed and um yeah it's Mm. it's i would i wouldn't call it the coasting part of the schedule just because we still have the ravens to go and we know that the cardinals can be feisty Cardinals can be feisty. Ravens should be that. That's a quality matchup. That's a that's a must watch game. Like that's an A list game for sure. And Christmas Day. Mm. Oh I mean, that's, yeah, that's the that's the night game. Thank you NFL for that one. Hey, Randy, just remember to pin, pinch off that loaf right early, man. You don't want to miss any of that. <laughs> turbo turds, man. Yeah, turbo you, turds. You don't want to have to be rocking <laughs> Randy and the turbo turbo turds to uh, enjoy that match. That's the wrong kind of stocking stuffer, bro. That's all I'm saying. All right. What interests me is the fact that you still have people coming out there trying to not give Brock Purdy his due for what he's been doing. And of course, seeing what Cam Newton said recently and but but he but he wasn't just him. He was talking about like even Jared Goff and even put Dak Prescott in there. Oh, like they're game managers yeah, rather yeah. Well, than game oh, changers. Oh, don't worry. I I have that soundbite. I have that soundbite. I have not heard hey, that. Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Purdy. Like, first of all, you can't even say Brock Purdy's name right. Come on, dude, Brack Purdy. But Brock, let's—they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock Purdy to what? Brock Purdy to a tongue of Valoa. Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. 
So I mean, right now they need managers because they need them in the damn game. Yeah, right. So I think, you know, I think he's trying to make a, a kind of a bigger point. You know what I mean? I don't know that it's as negative as a lot of people have taken it. That being said, that being said, like Cam Newton at his peak had some very interesting moments. But you know what? I don't think anybody would have. Like, they may have called Cam Newton a game changer, but you know what I don't think anybody would have called Cam Newton? What's that? A competent game manager. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, no. So, pick your poison on this, right? That's great to talk about Patrick Mahomes. And, yes, he has has been an elite-level quarterback talent. He makes wonderful throws. He does all kinds of neat stuff. Um, But you can see the challenges that Kansas City has post-Eric Bieniemy post Tyreek Hill, they've got problems, right? They yeah. do. Now, how much of that is the fact that their, you know, wide receivers apparently coat their gloves in, you know, canola oil before games or whatever, uh, can't line up properly. However you want to argue it, they have issues. Some of it is the wide receivers letting Patrick Mahomes down. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. But it, nobody's going to say, well, Mahomes is not an elite guy. Of course you believe he's an elite guy. But he has – he when when they had Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, you know, they had a trio. They had – those were two Hall of Fame players. They were elite. Well, guess what that does? That makes Mahomes and that offense better because Mahomes, yeah. is, Mahomes is elite. He's a game changer. But he could also manage a game with Andy Reid, right? Okay, so Brock Purdy, and we've talked about, or Brack Purdy, we've talked about Brock Purdy plenty of times. He's a good quarterback, right? Does he know how to manage a game? I'd argue that he does. Does he make some really good throws? Yes. Are you going to say he has the same kind of arm talent as Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? No, you're not. Right, you're not. But as as much as I enjoyed Rogers' career in Green Bay, he's got one ring. So far, Josh Allen has zero. Patrick Mahomes has a couple, sure. But now let's see what happens post Tyreek. Although I guess you know one of your quintessential game manager quarterbacks, Tom Brady, because that's an insult people like to stick on him. Tom Brady fared fairly well against Kansas City. Right. Yep. And I, yeah, it's a team. It's a team sport. I get that. But, you know, it, it's kind of a weird statement from Cam and it, it it's good at getting clicks. It's good at getting, you know, people to respond. But survey the league, dude. If you can get high level, high IQ, consistent, accurate quarterback play, you're going to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's some guys that can make schemed throws and put it where it needs to be. There's other guys that take it a step beyond that and can adjust and push a defense. And there's some guys that really can change the landscape of a game, right? Sure. But if you have a good team and you have a good game manager quarterback that knows how to use the talent around him effectively and the OC and the head coach know how to put his team in position to succeed and that player can execute the offense and read a defense – you're going to do well. And yes, San Francisco has a ton of talent. We know that. But if Brock Purdy doesn't have a good game, right? 
they can still struggle. We clearly know that Debo is hugely important yeah. for that offense to click because Debo is an elite-level talent. Yeah. You know, Kittle is an elite-level tight end. Yeah. Right? Do they all make each other better? Of course they do. You know, I mean, so like Cam's Cam's point, I, I just, I think he's missing the nuance of certain things. You know, you can be a game-changing quarterback and you can not win shit. How many years did John Elway, game-changing quarterback, you know, carry a team and wasn't able to win shit? All but the good long, <laughs> good long while because you know that was basically that was them in the eighties. Yeah, that was the last two years of his career. He finally won. Dan mm-hmm. Dan Marino, who I thought was phenomenal, I loved Dan Marino as a kid. Zero rings, dude. Got to one Super Bowl. Hey, that man got to hide his hands in icy toner gloves because he got no rings. Mm. That's not nice. I'm sorry, it's, Dan. It's a true story, though. <laughs> But see, I look at it as interesting in general is you look at someone like Cam and it's like he he, obviously he thinks of himself as a game changer. uh, But, you know, he had a small he was, but it was a small window. I mean, if he's a game changer, why? But how many quarterbacks, you know, can easily overthrow their six foot five stud wide receiver like he could? Well, because it's like there's because he he liked to take off and run mm-hmm. so but that and that was one of his big things with his game he was big physical but that was also his downfall because he took so many unnecessary hits oh it shortened his career once he injured, and, injured his shoulders he was never the same guy because he couldn't manage a game right but you look at guys like peyton manning and tom brady you know these guys were game managers near the ends of their career and they played phenomenal. They until well, except for Brady when he finally everything just kind of fell off. It was <clears throat> high level, high level, high level. Oh shit. Well they, and, and they just, that was just like dropped. Peyton too, man. Yeah, right. well, they, they couldn't keep they couldn't keep Brady clean anymore. You know, I mean that it, it just I mean it, it's There's just nothing the, it's wrong just with re- being a game manager. No. Because no. when you think about it, every that's the quarterback's well, job in general. Yes, but like to me, if you say, "Well, this dude is just a game manager," okay, like to me, if you're gonna lob that out, that feels like that's uh, like Trent Dilfer, right? All right, well, I don't even think he was a game manager. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a he's a game don't fuck it upper. Yeah, yeah, he, exactly. Right, but I mean, like, there's this really negative connotation, and I think that's a mistake because we can go through all sorts of of players that were game changers, but didn't necessarily win. I mean, Michael Vick, game changer. But, you know, but he he was stubborn earlier in his career, and he didn't dedicate some of the time that he needed to to be a better, you know, a better quarterback, right? And that cost him. How much more could he have accomplished in his career had he approached the earlier part of his career, like he approached the later part of his career with Andy Reid. Like he would have been a better quarterback, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Cam's point has merit in the extent that there are some players that have, you know, they, they're elite level arm talent or they, they make phenomenal throws. I mean, some of the stuff that Josh Allen does is incredible, right? Kind of like that uh, play against the Chiefs. <laughs> 
he had some moments. I mean, they have that that rugby scrum pile running <laughs> running for the touchdown. They have that weird. But I mean, like him arm falling it backwards out and, of bounds and just flicking it, yeah. it to. And oh, I yeah. mean, right. that, that was, was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. And it, there's only a few guys at any given year in the league. There's only a few guys that you go absolutely 100 percent elite level arm talent. Right, but they still have to have talent around them to win. You know, this, I don't. This I, almost. Hmm? I'm sorry. I, this feels like the guy that can make the Sports Center top ten, mm-hmm. like awesome moment, versus the guy who actually gets the job done. Like they want to see the highlight, but the guy that gets the job done is just going to get shit on because he couldn't make the highlight, and it's like, yeah, well, there's more. Yeah. There's more to it than highlight plays, right? And, and that's the, that's the game right. managing, like right. It's the little details that add up. So I, that they're not counting. I would say this. They are discounting. I would say this. Do you are you able to consistently put your teammates and your team in a position to succeed? Right? Cause that to me is the quintessential component. You know, like there's there's stats, right? There's fantasy football, there's stats, and that matters to some degree. But what was it, Bill Parcells? Was it Bill Parcells that said stats are for losers? Was that him? That feels like that's something Parcells would say. He probably did. <laughs> it feels but like it. Somewhere, but somebody that there's was. there was a, somebody that was like stats are for losers. <clears throat> you know, because it's it's about do you win, right? Do you win, and are you putting your team in a position to succeed? And so, yeah, we like the exciting plays. And yes, if you have somebody that is competent and skilled. But when the moment arises, do they shrink? You know what I mean? Under the bright mm-hmm. lights, do they rise to the occasion? Do they do they play their best when it matters the most? Are they clutch? Right? How do they execute under pressure, under duress when it maybe it's not a clean pocket? Can they make off schedule throws? Can they make off platform throws? Can they do these things? Can they consistently lead you to competitiveness and put you in a position to succeed and to win? And, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, that Dallas's bugaboo is the playoffs. They're a good regular season team. Right. Dak Prescott, by most accounts, seems to be a, a pretty good dude. They've had a clutch issue against better teams, and they've had they haven't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. But most teams would be like, well, I take Dak Prescott as my quarterback, right? Because he's good. He's a good player. Right, you know, is he is he absolutely elite? Well, you can argue about that. Brock, I, go ahead. I was gonna say for what did Cam call him? Brock Parody. Brock Parody. Brock Parody. There you go. Last five games in their five game winning streak: Jacksonville, two hundred ninety six yards, three touchdowns; Tampa, three thirty three, three touchdowns; Seattle, two hundred nine, one touchdown. That was a slug game. Uh, Philly, 314, four touchdowns. Seattle, again, 368, two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, game manager or not, that's a hell of a stretch. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, the 49ers have some guys on that squad that if you, if you, you know, get them the ball, they can make things happen, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, and to me, that's absolutely, a, you know, Debo is a yak monster. You know, he's a pain in the ass to bring down. He runs hard, and he's a beast. We th- th- That doesn't detract from Brock Purdy, 
right? It, it just right. doesn't. And well, and what's interesting also is the fact that <clears throat> currently he is the most accurate deep ball thrower in the league. He he's not afraid to take the shots. Um, he also it's funny because because of obviously stuff that Cam said. Uh-huh. Um, I I was scrolling through Facebook and someone put up the stats <clears throat> compared to it's like. Cam at age 24, Brock at age 24. Mm-hmm. Like they put down his complete 16 game schedule, his stats versus Purdy's 13 games, 13 games he's played this year. And all of Purdy's stats are actually better than Cam's were. And I was like, yeah, that's not really game manager stuff. But I also look at the talent. And, and <clears throat> I think the Niner, all you got four 49ers on pace to have over a thousand scrimmage yards. Mm hmm. And I know Ayuk's I, already hit over a thousand on receiving. Uh, McCaffrey's already hit over a thousand on rushing. But still, you have Kittle and Debo at eight hundred. They're like, there's a chance to have all four of these guys, which I don't think for Forty Niners that's ever happened. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, there was somebody mentioned it, or maybe I don't think it was us last week, but I can swear one of the shows was talking about the projections, and and I think we'd have to verify. But I think they'd be like the first team to have four guys if they all cleared a thousand scrimmage yards. I think that would be like the first time. Yeah, and um, I think the O four, I want to say the O four O five Colts got close mm-hmm. with Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark, and Edron James. Mm-hmm. I would have to go back and look. I know Reggie and Marvin each got a thousand. I know Peyton yeah. had over four thousand. Edge had over a thousand rushing. It would have been Dallas Clark that would have been the um, the wild card there, but yeah, um, but, but that 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 just reminds me of those teams and yes, um, wow, yeah, that just I, brought back some memories. Th- there was a thread. I don't, let me see if I can find it. It was completely obnoxious. Um, this was in one, of, and this is obviously a, a clickbait thread, you know, without doubt. Uh, and it was on NFC West Warzone. Hmm. So they had a photoshopped image of Kyler Murray in a 49ers uniform, right? And the post said if Kyler was playing with the current San Francisco roster, the 49ers would be 13-0. and If Purdy was playing for the Cardinals roster, they would be 0-13. I dare you to change my mind. And people just absolutely roasted, <laughs> roasted the page for that. I needed, I needed a good laugh. I mean, just going to town, man. And I'm like, that's super disrespectful because, well, here's the thing. Kyler Murray is entertaining, right? He he makes some crazy, I mean, he really does. He he buys all sorts of ridiculous time. He scrambles around. But my statement would simply be, who do you think runs the Kyle Shanahan's offense better? Would you be, Randy, would you be willing to trade Brock Purdy for Kyler Murray? No, and the main reason <laughs> that I would not do that <clears throat> is the the recorded history of just how much Kyler Murray is not a student of the game. Mm-hmm. That, from everything I've read about Purdy, he is highly intelligent, understands the playbook, knows what Kyle's looking for. Uh, in college, he had to learn the whole timing thing where of anticipation with his throws, which is why it works perfectly with Shanahan's offense because it's all timing. It's the West coast offense. It's a fit. 
It's a fit. We've talked about this. It's a fit. And we, you know, they're like, well, system quarterback. Well, yeah, Kyle found the guy that can run his offense. Isn't every offense a system? Exactly. Like, what are we arguing about? Scouting works. And then the funny, and I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Keyshawn (laughs) on Undisputed talking about it's like if Brock Purdy had been drafted in the first round, there would there would be none of this talk. He would be labeled an elite quarterback for what he's doing, Mm -hmm. and an automatic shoe in for the MVP. But because he was Mister Irrelevant, it's a fluke. He's a system quarterback. He's a game manager. He's just, he, you know, even though he's in the MVP conversation, which I think is awesome, and he's a number three passer in the league in terms of yardage, but number one in so many other stats, he's just yeah, not getting the respect. Mind. No. Because he was Mr. Irrelevant. It, it, it takes time to overcome that. I want to say it was Jeff Saturday that I think it was on PTI, and, and Jeff Saturday was talking about this because he was undrafted, right, Shannon? Yep. He was undrafted. Out of North Carolina. And I think he said it took like, like three or four years of playing before that kind of went away. And so some of this for Brock Purdy or Brack Parody, um, it's good it just takes time, right? But you know, Dak's MVP case is legitimate. Brock Purdy's MVP case is legitimate. Tua, I think that's done, man. That ship has sailed. The yeah, only, that ship has sailed. The, the only player off of the Dolphin squad that should be the MVP conversation is Tyreek Hill. Correct. Oh, yeah. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Jalen Hurts, unfortunately, eaten ass against the uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys back-to-back. I, look, I, I know there's speculation he's hurt. We can talk about all that stuff, too. But you can't lose like that back-to-back. That and ship has sailed, that, too. That ship has sailed, dude. The, nah, the, I, the, you, the Eagle, look, the Eagles had no offensive touchdowns. Zero. Zero in that game. The Eagles, the Eagles did lose three fumbles. Hurts had, had one of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he had the first fumble at least. Mm. Um, but you, you can't be the MVP and lose at back-to-back games, be out towards 75 to 32. Jesus. No, you can't. No, you know, no. You, you just that, can't. That's a no. That, so that, that's done. So, you know, Dak is in there. Purdy is in there. We'd have to look at MVP odds. Um, Tyreek should be in there, but Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And um, uh, you got to throw in Lamar. I would say at this point. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Of course. Yeah, he'll be he'll be in the conversation too. And that would probably be your top five at this point, right? Uh, unless you want to throw in uh, Miles Garrett as a defensive guy, but yeah, and, uh, and, that's a tough one. Or and, TJ. Yeah, and and they're worthy of the conversation. You just know how this goes. They have to do something so incredible. Yeah, and that's I don't think they're at that level. They're no. defensive player of the year. They're probably like one and two at this mm-hmm. point, along with Dallas. Uh, who's the corner from Dallas who has all those pick sixes? Yeah, but he he gets burned a little bit here and there. He, he what's his name? Blanchard. Is it Blanchard? Yeah, we're gonna have to double check. Like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't quite because he was a, he was out of Alabama, right? Oh, Deron Bland. Deron Bland. Bland. Deron Bland. Bland. Yeah. That's yes. what it I got is. The Bland. I think I got the Bland part right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Deron Bland. Uh, and and that's, that's great, right? That's great. That's highlight worthy, right? I mean, that, that's the offensive player to you. That's not even close to being an MVP. No, no, no. He's not because he got he got roasted by DK Metcalf 
So uh, yeah, yeah, no, that helped one of my fans. And DK DK didn't even have to like suplex the dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be upset if McCaffrey won it. We'll see how the year finishes out. Again, he might get eight touchdowns when they play the Commanders, so they might, you know, it might help his case a little bit. Um, but I, I wouldn't be upset if McCaffrey won it. But unlike a whole bunch of these other knobs floating around in this, you know, conversation space, I think, you know, you think about the, the course of the 49er season, and there was a, a chunk in the middle where they did have some struggles. Yes, they mm -hmm. traded for Chase Young. I think that's helped the line, helped the rotation, helped Bosa. And they got healthy. So, uh, you know, to me, I guess if you're going to try to hold something against Brock, uh, you could say, well, you know, when they didn't have Debo and didn't have Trent, okay, that's reasonable. But don't forget, he also had an, uh, a a concussion issue that I'm still not sure he should have played through the way that he did. Mm -hmm. But once you're past that, they've been they've been lighting people on fire. You know, they've been lighting people on fire. It, it, what's what's that going to be like if they don't have CD Lamb? You know what I mean? Oh, like if, if you lose if you lose your if anybody loses their one. You're gonna have an adverse impact, right? Yeah, you, I mean, if Ceedee Lamb's gone from that team, you you can just kiss it goodbye. They're it, done. It's gonna it's gonna be tougher. Now they have a lot of wide receiver depth, but I mean, Ceedee Lamb is is the dude for yes. them. You know, um, he is the Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, I looked it up real quick. Uh -huh. uh, I don't I don't know how current the list is. Mm -hmm. But here are the top 10 that they have listed as for MVP candidates. So number one, they have <clears throat> Purdy. Uh, two is Dak. Three, Lamar. Mm -hmm. They still have Jalen Hurts at four. Uh, Josh Allen at five. Holton, Holmes at six. Tyreek Hill at seven. Tua at eight. Christian McCaffrey. Free at nine, and then Trevor Lawrence at ten. Yeah, Mahomes ain't going to get it this year, particularly. Nah, he's as, been as, awful, especially not after Rage Face Karen Mahomes uh, <laughs> implosion. That I'm, I'm sorry, I yeah. just I couldn't help but laugh at that. No, I like of all the storylines I would have envisioned this year, Mahomes mm. like turning heel as if it's WWE. <laughs> like was not one of them. Right, <laughs> helmet slamming, yelling at everybody, cursing. Um, you know, he looked like he looked like DK Metcalf before he got injected <laughs> from the game. Yeah, but he was pissed. I like, I get it. He was pissed, but Kadarius Tony was legitimately off sides. And the thing that the the rub with Kansas City is is don't come at me saying, well, you know. Again, the Super Bowl last year, oh, it was the letter of the law. Oh, okay. That's fine. So even though they called the game differently at the end than they had the rest of the game, oh, well, that's, you know, that's a penalty. Okay, all right. Well, Kadarius Tony was clearly offsides. Like, I mean, he wasn't like a By the letter of he, the law. Yeah, he wasn't a little offsides. Like, he was a lot. <laughs> and I know that's a technicality, and it doesn't materially affect the play. Man, I, I hear that. Like, I, I get you. But he's still offsides. It's still his responsibility. You know, don't don't blame the center, right? Don't blame the center. <laughs> blame the wide receiver. I've I've seen like all these replays in different angles, like replays from the stands, and he goes and he lines up and he does look at the ref, but like very briefly. 
you know, yeah, it was, it was just a quick not look at the head, look and just kind of look back down at the football and just stayed right where he was. Yeah. But <clears throat> what was funny is that even though someone had turned it kind of into a meme, it's like, wow, I wish we had a player like uh, Tyreek Hill to, uh-huh. to, cause, because apparently Tyreek did the same thing on Monday night, but when he looked down, he went, oh shit, and he bounced and back it, real yes. quick. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, and he, at the and, goal he, line. and he moved back. And look, look, I, I remember this the, the game with, it was of course it was the effing Giants, um, <laughs> but it, it was the Giants and the Commanders, and Terry McLaurin was lined up, and he looked at the ref. It was like, "Am I good?" And he did move back, right? He moved, and the ref. I remember that game because the ref gave him gave him the nod, like, "Yeah, you're good," and then still flagged him. Yeah, like the ref had his hand in the pocket. The whole like the ref was just waiting to flag him. You know what I mean? So you can check with the ref and still get flagged. You know, the ref did not like where where McLaurin lined up, but. You know, he asked the ref, didn't matter. So it, it the player is responsible. Man, I, I was pissed when that happened last year. I'm sure if I dug that podcast up, you'd well, hear me well, being so, all I mean, salty. That was, that was such a <laughs> game-changing play. Yes. well, Because he, he had scored on that, yeah, on that well, play. Yeah, Br- Brian Robinson got a, a, a touchdown on that play, and it got, you know, wiped out. Yeah, it was annoying as hell. But, you know, he was out of position. He was out of position. So it's on Tony. They got to clean that up. And yeah, the you know, they have been calling it more although typically, typically, typically and like all that 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 post game bitching and all that, a lot of times the refs will warn they'll work with the players to get him in position, right? That they they don't want to the officials deserve lots of grief for lots of of things. This is true. But believe me, the refs don't want to sit here and like flag everybody for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. so like petty, but like, dude, like we've all played some sort of like flag football Fun. or a football with friends. We all look at the football and know to line up behind it as freaking amateurs. This motherfucker is a professional who gets paid to do this. Look at the damn ball and line up behind it. Yeah, it's and, not that difficult. And, and look, and I understand that that was the first time, like ever, that an Andy Reid wide receiver got dinged for that, like ever. Okay, what I also understand is, and and I, I you know, I make that joke about the heel turn for Mahomes, but rest assured, there are a lot of people that have been waiting. For something, and it nope. and dude, it came out of the woodwork, bro. People have been piling on Kansas City. They've been piling on Patrick Mahomes. They've hated on his brother. They've hated on his wife, and now they're gonna hate on him. So yep. there's always somebody ready to make fun of you or to jump on you. That's just the internet. So don't get too bogged down in that. But part of it is the Chiefs had a really good run of goodwill, right, and feel good story, right, and. They lost some of that this yeah. season, and Mahomes lost some of his mystique with that. I'm not saying it's fair, but I am saying pay attention to how people react and respond to Kansas City. And I know there's a lot of people like, well, you know, Tom Brady cried. Bro, all, 
you know, Philip Rivers bitched a lot too. Like all kinds of people do it. But Mahomes had a particular image. And that was a stunning endgame sequence with him losing his shit, throwing his helmet, and looking like he needed to be held back. Like he was going to run down the tunnel with Giannis trying to chase down that ball. You know what I'm saying? Like he was ready to. He wanted that game yeah, ball. He was ready to go, dude. Like he was like, get Draymond Green, get Giannis into the tunnel into Takumpo. Let's go. I mean, he was pissed. I mean, what is going he was on pissed. in the NBA, man? Like, man, it just, I, I don't, I don't. He's just trying to fight right now. Like, it, bro, it's it's just December. <laughs> Chill. Likes to fight, guy. Who knew? Seriously. So, but but the whole the whole thing with Kansas City is wild to me. But you are going to see people turn, right? You're gonna, mm-hmm. you're going to see criticism that you haven't necessarily seen before. But part of this operating reality is that the Chiefs have had a very fortuitous run of calls that they benefited from. They have. Just a few. They didn't get <laughs> they, a couple. They didn't get the ultimate benefit against Green Bay. They had a couple of calls that broke their favor, but that no call on the what probably should have been a DPI, right? With that MVS thing. Um they didn't get the benefit of that one. And this was a tough break for them. So when you're used to a lot of calls going your way. And look, let, let's be honest. Better teams tend to get more favorable calls, right? There are storylines that do seem to have some traction. There are narratives that come out of the season every year. And there are times that some teams appear to get away with more. And there are times that some teams appear to get beneficial calls in certain moments it happens i'm not saying it's right but pay attention right pay attention the chiefs have gotten a lot of good favorable officiating when you're used to that and then you don't get it sometimes people do what mahomes did particularly in back-to-back scenarios. I think that's the first time they've they've lost back-to-back games. God, in a I mean a monstrous amount. They had like a what a 10-game winning streak coming off a loss. I mean they, you know, it's that's not their deal. They don't lose back-to-back games. Yeah. You know, it's it's tremendous, but there was somebody. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. I know I pulled it. There was somebody that went through, and I know I sent it in the chat because I was chuckling, um, and I sent it to Randy. And in that thread, there was somebody that basically pulled video and clips and Twitter clips and game clips. Oh yes, of all sorts of calls that went that were essentially favorable to Kansas City including a mountain of no calls, right, when they were playing the 49ers a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, don't, I don't want to relive I, that. I know. We don't but need it's to... like, so I think, the, and I still remember it very vividly just because, like, seeing uh, easily 
you could have easily called holding on him on that one on that play to Tyreek that kind of changed the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there were so many plays where you saw Bosa get pretty much an arm around his neck as he's trying to go after Mahomes on that game, and I'm just going, you know, or or just like Kittle's push off at the end of the half when it wasn't really a push off. When they made when they made a huge gain at near the end of the half to try to add to their score, yeah. Since they were up, because that's that's a huge momentum thing, and they called him for a push off, and it's like that's not a push off. And they're like, he didn't fully extend his arm, he didn't push him away. Why are you calling a push off? Yeah. Push off is when you literally they watch you extend your arm fully into somebody and you push them away. So it's I don't know that always bugged me about them. Uh, obviously we saw, we could tell that the end was near for those types of calls when Jawan Taylor was getting called for false start every other play because of that kickback that we see a lot of tackles do nowadays. Well, yeah, they've obviously tried to tighten up on a couple of things. And I believe, uh, like they've mentioned that this offensive, like offsides has been called like 20 times. Well, the majority of those calls have been against linemen, not wide receivers, and I think the majority of the times that's called is, you know, kind of like a brotherly shove, tush push, quarterback sneak kind of moment. Um, so it because yeah, you can't cover up the center like the the way the the line is set up, you mm-hmm. have to be in a certain position where you don't cover up the center, and that's usually when they call that sort of thing. Yeah, and so it, it's not typically called against wide receivers. So you know, some of their post game commentary is not wrong per se. Okay. It is overly technical. The refs certainly have warned people and helped them. But I I would also say that a team that has benefited for a huge period of time from good, you know what I mean? It feels like they've been on the better side of, of more calls than not. You do get used to that. And sometimes when calls don't go your way, you get pretty pissy. However... If they want to tell me that the quality of officiating seems a little sus, right? It's not as good. That's fair. It's been that way all season. It, it has all been. All season. It has been. You know, it has been. But if if your player is clearly in the wrong, which Tony was, right, then you don't have a huge, like, like y- it you needs to be called. Look, you know, whether it's basketball, football, yeah, whatever, man. One of the things that we've talked about ever since, yeah, well, before the podcast, but certainly ever since we've done this, has been don't start officiating a game one way and then change it late. Be consistent. If you're going to call mm-hmm. it tight, call it tight. If you're going to call it loose, call it loose, right? The proverbial let them play. But don't let them play and then call it tight. Don't do that. You can call it tight early and then loosen up a little bit, most people are okay with that. But right. generally speaking, you want to see the officiating be consistent from start to finish. Because you don't want to you don't want to feel like that it gets selective in big moments. You hate that. Shoot. Like I had, we saw in last year's Super Bowl. Well <laughs> yeah. 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 Well and, and that's that's a good example of it. Oh, I had a I had a particular thought I was trying to get to and then I was looking at this picture of Andy Reid and I started reading a headline and then I forgot where I was gonna go. Oh, but the, but there is a point where, regardless of whether they're calling it tight, calling it loose, there are certain things that at the end of the day, if you're out of position or off sides or 
you know, if you're in the wrong, if you're clearly in the wrong, you're in the wrong. You shouldn't be sitting here oscillating between, well, let them play versus, oh, no, it's the letter of the law. Because they've benefited from, you know, they've benefited on both sides of that equation before, right? So are you going to tell me that is it because of the way that play went that they're so pissed? I mean, it was a brilliant play. It was. What Kelsey did was gutsy for sure throwing it back to Tony and look on and rest in peace Frank Wycheck oh, um obviously geez. Music City Miracle and that's a tragic story what was he 52 fell yeah. hit his head yeah. I mean that's just awful um and I don't know how how much he was suffering from the impacts of CTE but you know when you read about uh the family statements after his passing they obviously are very much uh, want support of, um, you know, concussion and CTE research and that kind of stuff. So he must have had some things going on um, post, you know, post career with the hits that he took. But certainly a rest in peace to Frank Wycheck. And the Music City Miracle is, is in all the, you know what I mean? Like, if you're watching like NFL all time shows, like that's in there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Well, that, that's an all time game. Yeah, it was an all time game and an all time play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that play was incredible and on you know when you have you have him passing away it, w- it would have been kind of fitting right if you had another miraculous play in that moment but it get it didn't get wiped out because the refs were after out to get Mahomes it didn't get wiped out because you know the refs were like ah you know what like what do you want do you want do you want the refs to be like oh man that was a cool play now we gotta let that go <laughs> No, the flag was thrown as soon as <laughs> yeah. the ball was snapped. The the one and I don't I think it was Peyton Manning that said this. He's like uh he said something and I gotta paraphrase, but I think he said if you're gonna call that, just go ahead and blow the play dead. Right? Don't don't let him run the play out. Cause you, you yeah. don't you, you don't want people going, Oh, that was a great play. We can't we need to pick that flag up. You know what I mean? You don't want that. Because so, the defense like if they offsides or if they're unabated to the quarterback, it gets blown dead. Yes. Uh, sometimes the quarterbacks get pissed because they're trying to get greedy and go deep. Man, just get the Carolina whistles in there. Blow it dead. <laughs> well, a- they'll still count it regardless. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Get the Carolina whistles in there. Blow it dead for some people, but not all of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Selectively enforce that. But uh, when it's to your convenience – you don't get to pick letter of the law versus let them play, right? If, if you want to argue either of those, then you should argue for that consistently. And sometimes you get the benefit and sometimes you don't. In this particular instance, the Chiefs did not get the benefit of that call. You know, I've saw plenty of posts where they pulled other people, other teams where guys were in similar positions to Tony and they didn't call it. Like, I hear that. He's still in the wrong. And yeah, the, it, it don't matter about the others. It matters what happened right. then and there on that play. Right. And clearly, he was lined up offsides. It's so, it's it's not rocket science. I mean, you just look at it. Sorry, Justin. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was I was listening to what you were saying. But I mean, it's whine and complain all you want, like. Just look at the picture. And and the referee, even after the game, was like, I couldn't see the ball. 
I have to be able to see the ball. Yeah. And yes, Justin, I said ball. He was yeah, his line was he was so offsides he was or the line was he was so offsides he was blocking the officials' view of the ball. He can do it. The one thing I've always noticed with all, especially this season when the commentators and the re- the rules analyst that they have mm-hmm. watching the game in the box for all for all of us that are out watching the game on TV when they're like yeah that's a penalty that should have been called it doesn't you know usually what happens is commentators just let it you know don't even think about that stuff they just kind of oh yeah false start yep there he was mm-hmm. unless you got a guy like Tony Romo who's like well, what you what you see here is this is all this happened on this play, and he dissects the whole damn thing for you. But I've seen that so much this season, mm-hmm. where the commentators and the rules analysts are all like, "Yes, that is a flag," and they they all of them confirmed it. Yes, that's a penalty. He's offsides. He he screwed up. You know, it's a shame. You know, it's like it's a shame. It was a great play. However. Mm-hmm. And I think Romo was talking about how if that play had stood, that's one of those things where it's like, that's like a one of those replays they play when you're in the Hall of Fame. Because for Kelsey, that w- definitely was one of those types of special plays that I mean, th- would have been a highlight. You know, the thing is, hey, you know, the thing is, they can still show that play. They can still show that play during his Hall of Fame ceremony. There's no qualifier that says, you know what? That play was blown dead, man. You can't show that. <laughs> <laughs> you still show it. It was still hell of a play. It, it, the the it play was, was great. Very it's, heads up it's, play it's, by it's Kelsey. Not, it's not Kelsey's fault. I I do like this one thread, uh, and we were talking about this thread where the, where the dude posted all these things. It was a Broncos fan. Um, <laughs> makes it even better. They 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 kept receipts clearly, but I like the one where he's like, "I'm too lazy to screen record, but here's the do over play from the AFC Championship." <laughs> that one's pretty funny. And then there's one where there's a Patriots guy that gets ruled out of bounds when he clearly was not out of bounds. I mean, there, I mean, there are some plays where you're like, "Oh my god, dude! Like that's a mm-hmm. that, that's a terrible call." There's a lot. They're there, they're there. So is it letter of the law or is it just when it benefits you? Pick your poison because you don't get both. But what yep. I would what I would ask both of you is th- is this. Now, I think that was the culmination of some issues over the course of the season. Uh, and I th- I do think Mahomes directed his frustration at the officials. And some of that frustration is really r- the root of that frustration are players on his team <laughs> underperforming, right. dropping mm-hmm. dropping balls, Uh-oh. you know, as, Sh- as Shannon uh, likes to remind us, right? You what? said balls. Damn right we did. But uh you know it bo- it boiled over, right? It it clearly boiled over. That feels so out of character and it feels like again, it feels like a like a a storyline heel turn. I mean it's crazy. But what kind of impact do you think that has on officiating for the Chiefs going forward? Right, because that's so that's so ridiculous that you don't you think human nature is like all right, well fuck y'all, fuck you did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> human nature is gonna say that, but I mean, 
I don't know, heat of the moment. I mean, these guys had a couple of days. If you if you've heard the remarks this week after the game, they were heated. Then a couple of days later, they're like, "Oh yeah, the officials." Were oh right. yeah, no, sure they backpedal, they backpedal. But you know, the league office had conversations with them. Oh yeah, dude, are you kidding me? Uh, you know the league I mean, office. Had some... All them dudes probably flew into Kansas City in person to have conversations with these guys. Going, um, you're one of our most marketable teams. Uh, y'all need to chill out and make apologies. I'm sure the PR people were there working on those apology notes and all that. Blah 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 blah. Bro, <laughs> one of my <laughs> one of my favorite lines. By the way, I, I, got, I don't know if either of you guys saw this. I'm just gonna play this clip for you. This is this is one of my favorite favorite responses to this whole thing. And this guy right here, line the heck up. All right, and I'm sorry he he. It's... <laughs> and that that's Rex Ryan. Hey, yeah. be hey, hey guys, <laughs> the fact that Rex said it's a toe, he it's a toe I don't like. Oh no! It's a toe I don't like. Toes, I like. Hey. You know, I like toes. I don't like this toe. <laughs> hey, come on, line up on freaking side for crying out loud! See, now there is no way for us to do a serious show if we're going to go there, Rex. This is not the moment for it. Holy shit! All right, Kadarius Tony. If you turn Rex against feet, you a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fantastic. You know I like toes. I don't like this toe. <laughs> and the, the fact that the guy's name is Toe Me. Uh -huh. Yeah, and this is so good. It's so good. It was like hey, the, let's let's go eat a goddamn snack, yeah. Justin. What that, do you say? That was the perfect, perfect, perfect person to have commentary on that for sure. <laughs> what? How is that not saved right there? Let me just type snack. Oh wow! Doesn't show Let's up. Let's play like we're the freaking New York Jets. Yeah. Well, I was searching Rex Ryan. It's not there. Damn that, no! That's great. I know. Hold on. You know what? Because that was probably an old folder. Here, here you go. I'm just gonna type Rex Ryan snack. I'm sure I'll find. Here you go. What the hell are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? Do you want it or not? Do you understand there's a price to pay? You can be a world champion, but not like this. Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. That's what I want to see tomorrow. Do we understand what the I want to see tomorrow? Let's go to eat a damn snack. <laughs> there you go. Found it on TikTok. <laughs> I'll have to reclip that. Mm. That'll lose y'all? No, I'm just sitting no, there just enjoying heard. the fact. Oh, that, okay. Uh, like I was like, "What are you? Are y'all ready for a snack? What have like? Did we play that soundbite? You're like, hmm. I need a snack. I just heard <clears> a couple just... of knocks on my house. I don't know if that was coming from upstairs or mm. outside. I was a little freaked out there. Oh. And I was just thinking about how, you know what? We don't have a lot of coaches that are like that anymore, and it's kind of a shame. Uh, well, yeah, Rex Ryan was pretty unique. He was pretty unique. I, he was fun. That's for sure. But, but yeah, is, but is, that, look, Patrick Mahomes. Wrong. Patrick Mahomes. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> Seriously. How do you fuck that up? Yeah, so he's backpedaled. So I am curious if this shifts some perceptions, and I think at least short term it has. 
because I think some people were so taken aback by his reaction and, and meltdown. It, it just it feels uncharacteristic, um, and it feels so different. And I know he's towed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's towed the company line, right? Uh-huh. He's been a good PR person, but not a lot of people are like see he's fake. He's fake. You know, it's all it's all PR, it's all spin, it's all BS. But you know, most of these guys know how to kind of curate and manage their persona for sure. I mean, that that's part of the deal, man. You're in the public eye, you got a lot of cameras on you, you got a lot of film. You just you know what I'm saying? You you do, you got a lot on you. But think about how how much he was bitching. Like to Josh Allen. Josh is going, dude, you beat me how many times? Like in pressure situations and he's like f off <laughs> he didn't say that but you know he's probably thinking that like yeah he, Come on, man. he's like okay let me pat you on the chest man i'm out of here you know i mean again i i don't i don't like the call person i i don't i think it sucks because it took away a great ass it took away a, just a, a phenomenal play but they were still wrong i mean if you're wrong you're wrong you know what right. I mean? That wasn't borderline. He was wrong. <laughs> you know, he was wrong. And I, I don't know, man. T- tighten up, man. Just make sure Canarius Tony knows where to line up. <laughs> the Twitter heads were great, though. They were like, this dude should be cut now. <laughs> don't even let him fly back on the team plane. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. they were at home, weren't they? Don't, <laughs> you know, just lock him out of the stadium. Whatever. He should be cut. Uh, I mean, people were pissed, but I also think that a lot of people have gotten very used to Kansas City being playing at such a high level that kind of a regression to the mean. They're not mediocre, right? But they're not as good as they were. Sure. That That's the sixth game this year. The, the Chiefs have scored less than 20 points. From 2018 to 2022, you know how many games they have where they scored less than 20 points? Six this season. Mm-hmm. You want to throw a guess out? from, from Four. 20... <coughs> Close, a little higher. Five. One more. Six. Six games from 2018 to 22, six games this season. Mm. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. So uh, I I do feel like though, <clears throat> and I was going to bring this up last week. Uh-huh. Um, it feels like the enemy leaving Kansas City really did have a pretty resounding effect on the offense. On top of the fact that the receivers <clears throat> are just all butterfingers. I mean, but Rice seems to be developing, and there seems to be something there. But but like Tyreek's a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver, right? I mean, I I would say to you that it would have been better for them to just pay Tyreek than it was for them to bring in MVS and all kinds of other mess. You know, maybe Tyreek wouldn't have resigned. Who knows? Maybe he's like, I'm going to Miami, bro. Peace out. Um, I I don't know what would have happened, but they misplayed their hand. It is it is very hard to replace true elite level talent, and if you weren't sure how good Tyreek Hill was, right? You clearly see it now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Did you see the clip of Mike McDaniel on the uh, the Hard Knocks when they he talked about the call that they got from Kansas City about Tyreek? Mm-mm. 
Oh, dude, he was just like, that's a, you do what it takes to get it done. And then he's like, oh, shoot, I need to go talk to the GM. Mm. <laughs> he goes, yes, we do whatever we need to do to get Tyreek. And then he's like, oh, shit. And then they did. You know, they did what they had to do. They did. And you, you see it's made a difference. Oh, and Of course it did. Of course it did. Waddle's good. He's not Tyreek good. Exactly. Tua is a good quarterback. He's he Mahomes good. No. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not. And, and that's a small sample size, to be fair. And Tua, excuse me, Tyreek was that that game's weird because Tyreek was kind of in and out with this whatever injury and pain he was dealing with. I like the story that his wife was like, "Get back in the game, dude." Um. <laughs> You know, and that whole situation was bizarre. People were very confused. They're like, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? What's going on? Is he coming back? Oh, my God. Um, Watching him run, he was not 100%. Yeah, he he wasn't right. But but Tyreek Tyreek is special. The point is just Tyreek is special. He is. He's he's elite-level special. And Kansas City has not recovered. Mm Mm-mm. They just haven't. He's not, you know, guys like that are, are very hard to replace. There are times you overpay for somebody uh, like, all right, like A.B. and Juju, you know, Smith-Schuster, right? And people were all knob-slobbing on Juju. Dude, A.B. was the one. Juju, uh-huh. Juju was a good wide receiver, but A.B. was a one. Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper. Alvin Harper was a good wide receiver. He wasn't a one. Oh. He wasn't. But, you know, he went elsewhere chasing his bag. And, of course, we'd probably, you know, laugh at what he got paid in the 90s compared to what, you know, somebody is, is making these days. But, you know, sometimes it's it's hard. You're not sure. You're like, can I pay this guy? Can I that? Because you hate to overpay somebody that isn't really the guy. Hey, Danny Dimes, how you doing, bro? No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you hate to no, do you're that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. You hate to do that. Because it, it's hard, it, it's tough, and the Chiefs are clearly top heavy. But this is also the part of the career where you have team building, and once you're paying your quarterback big, 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 big money, it's a lot harder. You have to draft what well. you have to draft and develop well. That uh, this is what happened to Seattle. They got old, and then you know what I mean. Once once they weren't the Legion of Boom anymore, they weren't the same team. They just weren't. You know, you can go down to all kinds of teams, man. This is why people are so pissed with Justin Herbert and Staley and the Chargers, right? Uh, they they waste <clears throat> they wasted, you know, Herbert's rookie contract. They wasted it. Right now, they're wasting Herbert. Period. Well, yeah, yep. that this is why it's tough with Cincinnati and and Joe Burrow. You know, once you're paying them big money, you have much harder roster decisions. You just do. And you better damn well draft and develop well. Or you better build build your team up well enough around them to help transition as you have to turn the roster. You know, I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen with Brock Brack Purdy in San Fran, (laughs) but rest assured... Whether he wins the MVP or not, and I wouldn't be upset if Brock Purdy won MVP. I wouldn't be pissed about it. Do I think he's got the arm talent of Lamar Jackson? No. Right? But if he won MVP and 
they get to the NFC Championship game or they get to the Super Bowl or they win a Super Bowl, I mean, dude is going to get paid. So they have a window of time before they got to pay him. Right? You, right. You got to move your money around, man. You got to pay certain. You, you got to stagger it. You got to do it. And some of them you got to you got to know when to you know know when to hold them when to fold them. So it it's man we have been all over the place tonight, but <clears throat> I, I it's tough, man. I'm not rooting against Kansas City, but I really do think this changes the perception. Hey, I've been it waiting does. for this. I've been waiting for this type of, I guess, struggles for a while now, just because obviously I'm not a fan, but also. You know, well, you know, we can quote, you know, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. You know, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, and that's kind of what Kansas City's done. They, <laughs> yeah, right? They, mm-hmm. it's to the point now where it's the it's the Patriot syndrome. They, they've been good long enough that people are starting to root against them because they're tired of seeing them win. They've been good long enough, and they've won enough. Exactly. That that's the qualifier, right? Because they've been to the, they have a couple of rings. They've been to the Super Bowl. They've done that. And they've been pretty good for a nice chunk of time. And they've gotten it done. So you don't necessarily have the same kind of goodwill and, you know, relatively neutral fans going, oh, well, that's cool. You know, if my team's not going to win, I, I can root for them. You know, I, I, that ship has sailed. Now you're going to have people that root for them to lose and are delighted, which, you know, is a compliment in its own way. You know, once you're good enough that people hate you because you're good, you, you know what I mean? Like, you did some work. <laughs> you did some work. So, anywho, uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I'm a little scattered with whatever is running through the house. Like, I can feel like I got, like, this rando headache, and I'm kind of gassed. So, if I'm a little bit scattered with my thoughts, forgive me, y'all, both you and whoever's listening to this, to this <laughs> Podcast. I tell you what, I need a but fresh beer. I, I yeah, I I feel like I need to water a tree. We need to salute a clock, and I don't know. I need to go. Uh, I need to go throw a helmet or something. I think I need to. I need to channel my inner Mahomes Karen. Go yell um, at a referee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna go Mahomes or DK Metcalf? Um, you know what? I think I would prefer. At the, it's cold outside. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to suplex and slam anything to the ground. Um, I don't want that proximity to the, to the dirt. I think I'd rather just take something and throw it obnoxiously. So I'm going to go full rage face Karen Mahomes out there. I'm doing it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the plan. I actually, I don't even have anything to throw. So maybe I'll throw some trash away really aggressively. There you go. I'll throw some trash away really aggressively or I'll go scoop the cat box real quick and just fling a turd. I mean, if Randy can be, you know, <laughs> Turbo turdin. I guess I can be a turd herder later, or a turd hurler. You know, turd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can be Randy and the Turbo Turbo Turds, and I'll I'll just be a turd herder, and I'll just herd some outside. You know, ah, cat boxes. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I love I love my cats, man. They're they're good kitties. But I uh, it, it, I, I definitely don't love scooping scooping the cat box. No one does. No, I mean, you know, that's just part of the deal. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think I think we've covered our territory with Chiefs Bills, and cre- you know, look, credit to the Bills, they've they needed that game. They 100 percent needed that game. 
and you had some that was a tough week for McDermott. There's some stories that came out. <laughs> and I I'm just gonna say you man, you can't you you can't there's certain things you just can't be like, oh, well, they did a great job, and you can't talk about nine eleven terrorists doing a good job being or you just can't do it. <laughs> like, that's, just, on, that's not it just doesn't go over well. You know what I mean? Keep it in context. I know that wasn't recent. I understand, but that story came came out, and people are like, "Really, dude? That's what you said?" So what they, are we doing? What are we doing? So they had that going on. Obviously, it's been a tough season uh, for Buffalo, and they've they you know they got they have to do a lot of work to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know, mad yeah. curse at work here. They got a lot of work to do, and. I was gonna say, don't they have like Dallas this week? They have, to, yeah, but they they get Dallas at Buffalo. Ooh, so road down, nice uh-huh. and there uh, you go, nice and cold. Yeah, so it, it, if if they can if they can handle Dallas, which you know Dallas at their house is different than Dallas on the road for sure. Oh yeah, um, well, unless Dallas is playing San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's true. Uh, But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Some people are very, very quick to write the write the bills off against the Cowboys. But you know how the Cowboys hype train rolls. But kudos the Bills for getting it done. (coughs) They have they have work to do to make the playoffs. But the Bills are definitely one of those teams that when you go, who could be dangerous in the playoffs? The Bills are one of them. Because if you get great Josh Allen. Dude, I mean, they can drop, they they can you know forty burger you. Yep. I mean, they can that give... team can claw and scrap with the best of yes. them, and if you underestimate them, they they they're will dangerous. walk all over you. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. And playoff scenarios, people always have to remember: playoff football is different than regular season football. And some yep. teams get it, and some teams don't. And the teams that get it, bring it. And Buffalo has had enough of a taste of playoff success and enough of a taste of playoff pain that rest assured if they make it they'll bring it doesn't mean they couldn't have a disastrous game but their ceiling is still high because Josh Allen is special um for sure he is a game changer and if he Ooh. plays a great game super dangerous so you can't take the bills lightly for sure. And as Michael Jordan would say, their ceiling is the roof. Yeah, their their ceiling is the roof. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's take a break and then come back to a salute o'clock and then hang out and have a little fun and then peace out and get out of here. Uh, we There's a whole bunch of stuff we haven't gotten to yet, so <clears throat> we'll see what we can squeeze into uh, uh, the back half of this podcast. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, as always, keywords just sports and brew. You, you know, home feeds, pod beam. You can find us on all kinds of services. Um, you know, generally speaking, if you look, look up sports, look up brew, look up assholes, well, you might, you'll find Whitfield, but (laughs) if you use those key terms, you'll probably find us. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. (laughs) Sorry, Matt, except I'm not. Are you? I was going to say, are you? Mm, No, no. Survey says, survey says, uh, uh, you know, am I sorry? No. I am not. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? Nobody really, except us. 
But you know how it goes. Pretty much. I don't give a fuck. That's about right. Anyway, we'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> yes, sir. Had to stretch your legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And I believe we owe everybody a salute o'clock because that's how we roll. So, gentlemen, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. He's got jokes. Oh, he's got jokes, yeah. Jokey McJokes. Uh, you were really going to believe that. Uh, yeah, no, I, no. We all know better than that. <laughs> No, I'm enjoying a, a, a very tasty uh, Jack and Mexico uh, shocker, um, and, and inspired by uh, that liquored up kicker, man, Mike uh, Vander Jack and Coke <laughs> and Coke. That's right. <laughs> thank you, thank you for running with the setup. I wasn't sure if you were going to do it or if Shannon was going to do it, so it worked out. Good. Randy's on point tonight, right. so it's going to be all Randy. And uh, just having a couple of tasty. Uh, well, that's better than the other week when he was falling asleep into his mic. So. That's good. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, a couple of Coronas because uh, I feel scattered enough that uh, I wasn't going to rock the uh, heavier heavier beers at the moment. So sticking light on the Corona front, but a little Jack and Coat to stay motivated. So that's what I've got. Uh, Shannon, what are you enjoying this fine evening, sir? Well, I, I'm actually enjoying a Victory Merry Monkey. Oh, um, I was letting Randy know that Fine Creek has a beer day Noel that was chef's kiss good. But tonight we're rocking the victory Mary monkey. There you go. I was going to say that sounds like a Randy beer. Ironically, Randy, what are you drinking? <laughs> Funny you may ask that is uh, I also <clears throat> am partaking in the victory Mary monkey. Well, how about that? Yep. And you know, Justin, I was thinking, Hmm. While we were having a little break, I think we I think we really need to uh, enlighten Mr. Mahomes of our our sports brew Christmas PSA. Oh, <laughs> because clearly someone didn't get the memo. Did, did he didn't get the the fascinating Ada message there? He did not. He did not. Clearly by his outburst, we know he clearly did not. by his outburst. Let's see. I gotta have that. Didn't I go through this the other week where I was like, I don't have that bookmarked. What the heck? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, 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 let's see if this is the updated. Is the season. So, dear Rage Face Karen Mahomes. Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. Take a tip from Santa's home. The rest of us are doing our best to be jolly. And stay on sides. <laughs> Especially not to the refs. You know, it's funny. You're saying Rage Face and Karen, and I'm getting a mix of Philip Rivers and his wife. Well, there's a reason he's got a whole football team in his household. Fuck him. Well, no, well, that, that, <laughs> well clearly, that, that would clearly, be, that would be fuck her. That, that's the that's the wrong soundbite, Alex. <laughs> 
Dang gummit. <laughs> he did. He put, a lot, he put a lot of I mean, ass in that assignment, that's for sure. I mean, clearly, like his offensive line, he knows nothing about protection. He lets it go, all right. That's true. Several times. Let it go. I mean, the, I guess Philip Rivers ne- never threw threw it away too many times. You know, wow. he always took the sack, or his wife did anyway. Hmm. <laughs> well, they have to tip. Yes. I mean, they joined that all-star team from the summer with Nick Cannon as head coach. Right. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm saying is we know somebody's doing their kegels. Oh my! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and in true sports brew fashion, <laughs> do I look like I give a fuck? Oh! By the way, these drinks are sponsored by Shohei Otani. Oh my lord! Everything Damn is straight. Everything is sponsored by Shohei Otani. Good mm. gracious! Um, all kidding aside, did y'all think anybody else really had a had, had a great shot at signing him? I know there was a whole bunch of speculation for a small period of time that the Blue Jays had a had a real crack at it, but I'm not sure if that was just people going off off the deep end with you know trying to track his plan and all that. But didn't it kind of feel like he was just going to end up as a damn Dodger anyway? I mean, money-wise, you felt like the Dodgers had the best opportunity. Um, I thought I read somewhere that the Giants offered something very similar. Yeah, Giants were in the mix. I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of teams that you know met with him and threw money at him and all that. But look, that dude, seven hundred million bucks, doing the Bobby Bonilla. Look, once we're no longer celebrating Bobby Bonilla Day, it's going to be Shohei Otani Day. It's crazy. And it, it, it here's the thing, though, right? That is an insane amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Bryce Harper, what was it, four years ago? Like, he got $330 million from the Phillies, and people went bananas, right? That was, like, the largest contract in MLB history. Three hundred thirty. Right. Shohei right. Otani has more than doubled that four years later. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, that that's that's crazy. He's like thirty million a year more than Aaron Judge, and he's not pitching this coming season. No. <laughs> and he took, look, what's he taking? Two million a year, right? So he's getting twenty million over the ten years, right? He's getting the remaining six hundred eighty million dollars in deferred payments. So it's a wild contract total. It's a wild contract structure. And he's making sure that the Dodgers, he he's he's making sure they got cash available to spend on the team over the next 10 years. Look, he, you know, the estimates, 
that that I've heard or, or that he's making between forty five to fifty million dollars a year off off the field. Right? In endorsements, yeah. In endorsements. And that's probably gonna I heard go that up. Too. Yeah. He also has an opt out if the owner leaves or sells the team, or if the team president leaves the Dodgers. I mean, he's got opt-outs. He's got he set up his contract the way he wanted. I mean, that's that's a smart dude, right? That's very it calcu- is, it, but, it's very um, calculated, right? But oof, oof. Wait, is he just saving that money to, so they have a shot at uh, you know, his buddy from the Angels? El Trout. <laughs> in retrospect, though, in retrospect. Shouldn't they have just traded that dude? So not only did they get nothing for because they didn't trade him, he just walks anyway. You got you got you got you got double donut. It. it <laughs> I, I mean, did, I think they did try to trade him. Yeah, mm. I mean, retro in in twenty twenties hindsight. I mean, they were trying to make some sort of like quote unquote, you know, total air quotes playoff push with him. Yeah, to try to do what they could and. I don't know. Sometimes you just swing and miss. You know, I, I would rather probably just swing to miss with him because he was doing something unprecedented at the time, pitching and hitting. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like as a GM, I'd rather if I, a guy of that caliber, I'd rather swing and miss and uh, trade him for scraps. I mean, mm. I hear you. I mean, if I was that far out of the playoffs, I probably would have definitely tried to trade him just because I might as well go for the young talent to get some of the best young talent that's coming up. Because as we know, the biggest issue with baseball is the differences between large market teams and small market teams. Mm. And it's a bit of an unfair advantage for the large market teams because they have money to just do with whatever the fuck they want. And we, and we've seen that whether it's a New York team or a California team, but then you look at the smaller market teams where they have to claw and they have to fight and they have to draft. Well, they have to sign the right talent. That's going that they, you know, I mean, look at Tampa Bay. They are, you know, always in the fight but they're, they're a small market team. But then you have someone like, say, the Marlins, who pretty much have a fire sale every three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they just don't have the they don't have the funds. They can't keep these big these guys they brought up that are turning into superstars. And it's like, where's the parody in baseball when you think about it? Now, don't get me wrong. There are those outlier teams that are small market teams that are always clawing and fighting and making their presence felt in October. Sure. But when you have a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees that just seem to just have money to burn and they can go out and buy the top tier talent, that's not to say it's not a guaranteed World Series appearance. Or uh, win. It's not. I mean, the, the Mets, you know, crashed and burned. And for all the money the Yankees have spent, they've largely sucked for a while. But think about it's the still weird to, this, it's still, this it's, contract. It's still and, weird to think Juan Soto is there now. It's bizarre to me. <laughs> But think about the size of this contract and how many teams, how many payrolls could from different teams in the league could actually fit into this one contract. Oh, I I thought there was a post that there was like, there's like a whole list of teams where like his 
his salary for one year is more than their entire <laughs> payroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it which is crazy. Which is great. I mean, that is bananas. There needs to be change when it comes to that sort of thing. And I yeah, and because well, when you good I mean luck. look at I know. I get it. Good luck. But you but you I mean, mm-hmm. you know, NFL has a salary cap. Doesn't the NBA kind of have a a cap of sorts as well? Yeah, I mean they do. You know, again, nobody else can defer money like as far as like your you know, major American professional leagues. Nobody else can do that kind of weird deferment stuff like they can do in baseball. It's not like the Dodgers can't pay that money out to him over the next 10 years, right? They got deep pockets. They can. It's a, it's a pretty interesting move, but money alone doesn't guarantee a squat. And, and no, elite, it doesn't. An elite player, you know, like basketball, if, if you know, basketball is, is a little different because your team is so much smaller, but if you have one truly elite basketball player on your squad, you can go pretty pretty far, you know, depending on your roster construction. But I swear to you, man, like baseball feels like you have some really elite level players that are just buried in mediocrity because their team just sucks, you know. And yeah, and and that's true in the NFL too, because you can have great offenses, or you can have great defenses, or you can have great skill position guys. I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey was glorious for Carolina. I still can't believe they they traded them, but good for you. Right, Mr. Fortinators fan. So you can <laughs> yeah. have elite level talent that's just that they don't win because their team sucks. Team just well, sucks. we see we see that a lot with the NFL too, where they have a superstar on the team, but the problem is is that the rest of the roster just either isn't built well, they didn't draft well, guys are busts from free agency. Um, it's, it's a common, it's a combination of many things. It, sometimes it's all about fit because yeah. unlike certain sports like baseball with the NFL, the players have to fit the scheme you're trying to you're trying to do. And mm. with, I mean, not that baseball is not thinking man's game to some degree because there is a lot of strategy involved, but there's nowhere near as much when you think about it and you don't have to worry. The only thing you have to worry about is fit in the clubhouse and how you perform and know day, how to in day in day out, know how to leverage a slump buster. <laughs> <laughs> but, and the thing is, is we can, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it on track, trying, trying really hard here, but failing. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, talk trash to Mark about eating cheeseburgers. If you can do those two things, <laughs> then you're usually pretty good. <laughs> uh, who was that That's again? Lenny, Lenny Dykstra. Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra. I still can't believe Mark got into it with Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> That's funny. That's still, that's still so fantastic. <laughs> But I'm sorry. Keep going, Randy. <laughs> I mean, I guess one of the the benefits of him staying, at least on the West Coast, is he understands the media market and can handle that sort of thing really well. Um, so that's a bonus for him because we know certain certain areas are going to be a little more vicious than others. And, yes. I mean, whether it's New York or Philly, 
Uh, no, that, being two or two of the two of the worst in terms of just how brutal they are. No, they're they're, um, they're, they're those are ruthless media markets. And I, but I would, being back in the West Coast, it, it should be pretty relatively easy for him to just kind of slide into his role in the Dodgers. And I mean, fucking it, bastards. It's it's a good team. You know they're going to be competitive, and, and you know, barring a weird collapse, they're gonna they're gonna dominate in the regular season. And that's another squad where it's like. You know the the tale of their year is about the playoffs, but unlike the Angels, they'll actually make the freaking playoffs. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Playoffs, playoffs. They'll actually get there, um, which is huge. You know, uh, we That's can ar- what she said. yeah, we can argue about them getting over the hump in the playoffs, but they're gonna they're gonna be there. So, and for uh, somebody like Shohei Otani, I think that matters a ton. Yeah, I think I remember reading uh, that he wanted to make sure he went to a winner and yes. that the contract that he got was actually this it was one he was he himself was pretty much shopping around in general like it was being those exact numbers. Mm-hmm. It was that was basically what he wanted and it was finding a team willing to give him those numbers and being well, willing to a- actually defer a, a lot that that large part of that. Um obviously now I'm just like I a day. Thank God it's it's like thank God it's not Otani. You know, I'll take just one point one million a year over the next, I think another what eleven years now, and then and then it's done. <sighs> God, I can't even imagine sixty eight million a year. Just oh, just, oh, my, just I'm retired. I don't have to do a fucking thing. Here's sixty eight million dollars for my troubles. Yeah, it, no, I mean th- those are um, those are amounts of money that I. Most people just, you can't wrap your head around what that, you know, what, what that is. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. I think most of us are going to be, you know, fortunate if we can find a way to retire with a, a million or two set aside. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's hard too. You know, that's tough too. So yeah, yeah. The 68, seven, you know, 70 in a year. I mean, that those are just obscene, wild, crazy numbers, but that's where the sports world is right now. But uh, Shohei, it's a very – he has some specificity in that contract. He clearly had certain parameters he was looking for. He's he's going to make plenty of money in endorsements. He'll be more visible as a Dodger than he was as an Angel, which I know sounds weird, but they're good. They're competitive, big fan base. People want to watch them. And I think, Randy, I don't – did you share that thing about the price of the tickets for, like, the first game? Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're just they're they're insane. They're insane. Just at, and for standing room, that's yes. what, it's like standing room only. It's I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Have, Why? Have, have you ever watched <laughs> the videos of game day at the Cowboys home stadium where they open the doors and people just go running in? Uh, yeah. To get to their to try to claim a spot in the standing room, it's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. crazy, Randy. If you've never watched one of the Cowboy Stampede videos, pull one up. I mean, it's bananas to think that you would be paying for standing room only, and like people just run. I mean, they just run. <laughs> they just run. It's like it's Black Friday for Cabbage Patch Dolls in 1984. I mean, it is it is nuts, dude. Really? Yeah, Man. yeah. Uh, those videos are crazy. There would be a time in my life I would have done that, but I'm like that ain't today. <laughs> like if I'm nah. going, if I'm going somewhere, I want to know where my seat is. I want to know I have a seat. I, I don't feel like elbowing 
people being nuts to butts. I want none of that. I want, nope. <laughs> no. You know. I'll pay a little extra, get yeah. a nice seat, nice view, nice seat, and nice call it a day. Call it a day, man. Yeah. I don't want to be elbowing, you know, Uncle Lou and Tommy DeVito's agent. I don't want any of that. Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any of that. Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Man, I just, you know, I'm willing to I'm willing to pay for that seat. Anywho. All right. Well, tasty beverages and Shohei Otani chuching raking in the cash really just a, a crazy amount of money uh somebody was arguing about this contract and they said hey man like this this is not the rising tide that lifts all boats don't be thinking you're getting like a whole extra stack of cash because that's a one-off contract and that sounds great in theory but it's going to put upward pressure on you know some of the it, it's just going to that is such a huge jump from you know, recent contracts. I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna put upward pressure on what people are making. But I mean, who else would you pay that kind of money to? No one, because no he one. can pitch and hit. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's not gonna be expected to pitch this year, but probably next year he will. Do, do you think he would be better? This is kind of a you know, kind of these like what if kind of scenarios. Do you think it would be better just to use him as like a closer? as opposed to a regular part of the rotation? That's an interesting concept. Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. I wouldn't say no to a long relieving role. Mm -hmm. Um, A fifth or even like, I I think teams, I saw it a lot this year. The teams Mm -hmm. are going to a six starter. Mm Mm-hmm which I think is smart if you can get that six starter to kind of lower the innings a little bit on your your main horses. Um, that could be a possibility. Um, and I think that makes a lot – I mean, the Dodgers just got freaking glass now from uh, Tampa in a mm-hmm. trade, and he's freaking good. So, I mean – and uh, – What's the kid that's coming back from that surgery? Walker Bueller should be back next year, along with Kershaw and, you know, good Lord knows who who else is on that team. A ton of people. I mean, it's like a freaking all-star team, and it's just in L.A. They got all kind of roster, all kind of payroll, baby. Those tickets going to be expensive. And, I and that be, luxury tax, dude. I'm I'm just curious how much that's going to be. No, you you want to know who's going to have to shut out some you know serious coin for the luxury tax, bro? Anybody going to the Panthers Falcons game? You know how much those tickets are? Forty five. Forty five cents. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> are you serious? Tickets for the Panthers game starts at forty five cents. Is this in Carolina or in Atlanta? In Carolina. Oh shit! That's I think that's worse than the Commanders, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forty-five wow. cents for Panthers tickets. Yeah, Sunday's Panthers Falcons game in Charlotte currently selling tickets for the incredibly steep price of forty-five cents. The the. Shipping and processing is more than that. Yeah, the credit card fee is more more expensive than the t- that. That's dumpster fire level. That is terrible. That is that is so awful. I mean, if something deserves the fail horn, 
Yeah. No, you. I right. mean, come on. You're, you're, you're right about that. <laughs> I mean, people are going to spend more money just driving to the stadium than they are actually getting. That's a true story. Yeah. There's a rando toll somewhere around there. You, you've outstripped that. I mean, that's. You'd be like Seattle yeah. Oh no. That that's what you might as well just go ahead and donate some tickets to some local charities, man. Get some kids their first experience. <laughs> that's when you not only donate the tickets but put money with the tickets in the donation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a 20 just for you. Plus hey, his ticket to a Carolina that's when, game. That's when you just take the tickets and you stick them in that what is it? The Salvation Army kettlebell or whatever they're bringing. <laughs> and the guy throws them back at yeah. you and rejects them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this crap. <laughs> you keep them. You go. You're gonna spend more. You're gonna spend more on one beer than you are for the tickets going into that. I mean, that's terrible. That's so terrible. Ugh. And I, I don't know. Maybe maybe a bunch of Falcons fans will buy up some tickets and roll up there. You'll have a bunch of red, right? Maybe inconceivable. <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> also, hey, look, man, I want I want to raise a glass real quick. Mark, this is for you. I know that you're going to get your uh, Lakers NBA Cup <laughs> championship merchandise. <laughs> I I know he's going to have his hat. <laughs> he's waiting for the parade. <laughs> I want to see that shirt, D stat. Get it for Christmas, man. NBA Cup. Yeah, baby. Mm. That's coming with Creed tickets. <laughs> oh. with, spe- with special guest Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually, that's the halftime show at the Panther Stadium because it's forty-five cents. So you do get a Nickelback. You two quarters. You get a oh. <clears throat> that's a. <laughs> well played, yeah, sir. Just saying. No, uh, good for the Lakers for for winning the uh, <laughs> the in, the in season tournament. I don't know what it really means other than it's kicking off the season and hopefully you get fan interest. But it definitely doesn't feel like it carries a lot of weight to most people. Uh, I'm glad, good on them. You know, going a la Colts and raising a banner. That you know, come back, come back to me when it, it's the end of the year and it's the playoffs and. It actually legit matters. I mean, it, it's kind of neat. Good for them. I think it would have been more compelling had the Pacers won it. Um, that would. Have I been mean, a little congratulations bit on a few regular season wins, which, yay. You know, and I see, and not just Mark, but I saw a lot of Laker fans going, "What are they supposed to do? Lose? Like, no, dumbass. They're not supposed no. to raise a banner for fucking regular season wins. Like, come on, like." <laughs> That that's the point. Like, yes, win all the games you can. No shit, Sherlock. No shit. But the fucking banner for an in season tournament of eh. regular season games. Yeah. Like, I mean, I saw a meme this week that had like Kobe, like, like what the fuck face. Like, you're raising a banner for this shit. Yeah, I, I don't think Kobe is. I don't think Kobe would have been like, we should put this banner up. No, I don't, like I don't, I don't you're the so. fucking Lakers, like mm-hmm. you and the Celtics, the two most storied franchises in the history of the league, and you're gonna put up a in season tournament banner? Are you fucking kidding me? You're the damn Lakers. You don't put that shit up. 
they should not yeah they should not feel compelled to do that no so, you're the damn lakers for god's sakes like act like it by the way speaking of mark uh i, I wanted to circle back to that jacksonville jaguar story where the dude embezzled like 22 million dollars by the way uh-huh. is that blake bortles oh god <laughs> that embezzled the money no he stole enough from them when he played there <laughs> <laughs> but actually you, it could have been Mar- it, it could have been mark brunel though all those bet no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding oh, all the all, all the bad investments um no so it, yeah uh that employee patel right faces a maximum of 30 years in prison and up to a five hundred thousand dollar fine pleaded guilty to stealing more than 22 million dollars from the Jaguars over a four-year period. First of all, y'all, y'all, your auditing and accounting are terrible. How That's, rich do you have to be to not notice twenty-two million missing until like four you got, years? You got to, you got to have a lot of revenue going around there. Um, I love this line though. Patel's attorney, Alex King, has claimed in a statement that Patel suffers from quote a serious gambling addiction. End quote. You yeah, know shit. And that approximately 99% of the misappropriated funds, I think you mean to say stolen, of the misappropriated funds were related to gambling losses, almost all of which occurred on FanDuel and DraftKings. Bro, and we thought Mark was a freaking degenerate. Holy shit. 20 some million that that you telling me that dude burned 20 some million dollars how bad do you have to be you got to be terrible let me tell you what man if you burn up a million dollars on bad bets and you don't figure it out after you burnt set fire to a million bucks you deserve every l you take jesus right yeah because you're terrible you're a terrible gambler it's not for everybody it's no, just not. It, it, it's not. No. It's, most, at some most, point, you got to understand that when you ain't winning, it's it is it's not the game. It's you. It's you. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, you know, generally speaking, you're not going to beat the house, right? That's why the big the Vegas has all those big buildings. Uh-huh. There's a reason. Uh huh. And it's not because the they house just always yeah, wins. It's not because they give away money to you know a bunch of degenerates. So that that is just crazy to me. Now every now and then you'll see like these old people at the casinos that'll hit it, and they'll be like, "Yeah, they'll be dead soon." Mm-hmm. Also wild. Uh, speaking of be dead soon, uh, uh, Shannon, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on Draymond uh, Green's uh, NBA career, right? And the the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors hanging on by a thread. With, so, with Draymond Green going full, you know, WWE tryout mode <laughs> and clocking uh, Nurkic in the face, man. Suspended indefinitely. Yeah, this is twofold. The, the dynasty's done. It's over. Done. Um, done. On the other hand, Draymond clearly needs some help. Um there's some mental stuff there. Like I, I was listening to um, uh, Greenberg talk to a couple of NBA guys today. And he's uh-huh. like, you know, 
Draymond really truly is like one of the more thoughtful people. He has his own podcast. Like he's not a dummy by any no, stretch of no, the imagination. No, no, no. Um, but clearly, but why? When, but why do the shenanigans then? That's what I want to know. Well, well, you have to get into a zone when you're playing, mm-hmm. and when you get into that zone, sometimes it it goes a little too far. And clearly, in the last couple of years, and especially this year, it's just a little the, too far. Well, it, it's know, gone a, way a knee too to the far. nuts. Just is not just enough. Well, right. I mean this this goes back to the finals right. against LeBron. I mean, you you got that incident, and then all the you know the incident in the playoffs last year, and then him choking out homeboy at the beginning of the season and go bear yeah go bear mm-hmm. and then uh, you know the punch and it's like dude at some point there's a mental health issue that needs to get resolved um what it is i don't know there was uh some chatter that there was off the court stuff that's been going on in his life mm-hmm. of course that hasn't come to light that's none of our business but if there are things going on then that needs to get resolved and taken care of um and if it's not that and if there are some you know as marshawn lynch would say the mentals you know are not right then huh. let, let's get the mentals right because you know, in order for Golden State to even have that opportunity to win a championship, they need Draymond. And, you know, it's like Rodman with the Bulls. Like, mm-hmm. you want him on close to the edge. You don't want him on the edge, but you want him close to the edge so he can be the best version of himself. Yeah. Uh, when they go over the edge, that's, you know, that's when the shenanigans happen. You don't want that. But you want him close to the edge because if he's – not close to the edge. He's he's not going to get you over that hump. Not that I believe the Warriors will get there at this point, because I think they're just they're good, but they're just a little too old at this point. Yeah, it 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 does. It is odd to me that it it feels like there's a, a whole bunch of players that all of a sudden are like very late stage in their career. You know what I mean? Even Durant. Durant's older than you think. You know the Durantula. Yeah, I like, mean it's it, it it's it's weird. They're they're older than you think, and the the injuries are just catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Durantula. I Phoenix. I mean, if they could ever get everybody healthy at the same time, might have an opportunity. Mm. Uh, I think the Clippers have gotten everybody healthy for a small stretch. I don't know if they're still healthy at this point well we're still we're we're still early enough in the season that there's time but i mean the reality is if if you know if, if you can't get your best players healthy and on court right how far I mean, I, how far can you possibly go I, I was gonna say like today like durant was out for phoenix but then they got bill back and mm-hmm. it's like can y'all get these people healthy at the same time nope like <laughs> Nope. Mm-mm. And that's and that's the and then like in a game this week, 
uh, Jokic got thrown out of the game at Chicago and the so Bulls funny. fans booed because they paid to see this guy and the, yes. the officials like honestly both Nuggets and Bulls fans were like that was BS like it was such a soft call by the official it was a, I've watched that replay a ton that did feel like a soft call or to me I, I agree with you soft and, and I, I watched it too and I'm soft. like where where's the tech like that that's just regular nba stuff and yeah we're we're throwing a dude that just won a championship that people in chicago this is the only opportunity they're going to get to see this guy this year and you stream him out of the game i mean he, like, he shouldn't have dropped the mf or you know blast on the ref it's a bad idea they've been warned about that he chose to do that you know that that's an earned outcome but it is unfortunate it is some thick skin, people. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. All right. Uh, well, look, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, uh, look, let's bounce through a couple of things real quick, and then we need to wrap up and get out of here. Um, so that, <laughs> some quick hitters, if you will. Uh, so I'll raise the glass real quick, uh, at least in spirit to the Baltimore Ravens. That Rams-Ravens game was much more competitive and compelling than I expected it to be. Kudos to the Rams for that, by the way. Uh, it's always a treat though, you know, to have a wild fourth quarter, which it was to force overtime and then the teams can't do anything for a little bit. And then you get a walk-off punt return. <laughs> I mean, that, that game was wild, wild. Oh, oh, without a doubt. That was, that was a fun one to watch. I was, I was pretty surprised with it. Uh, I figured like, uh, oh, we're playing the Rams. Yeah. But no, Rams nope. game a great game. Rams game a good game. That was fun. That that was a good one. And uh yes, they miss Mark Andrews, obviously. Um, but you know, the Rams are not an easy out. They're not doormats, they're not, they're, they're none of those things. So that's a good win for the for uh, Baltimore. And they were obviously super excited about that, but a bit of wildness. A game I'm surprised by, uh disappointed. But then again, from a fan of them, I'm like, good, suck. But at Bears-Lions, which I don't like either one of these teams, but if I'm taking one out of the two, I'm taking Detroit. <laughs> uh, it, but, it amazes me how much the Bears get up when they have to play the Lions. Uh, yeah, it, the Bears are an oddball team anyway, but something about that matchup with Detroit is just clearly is good for them. I mean, the Lions led 13-10 at the half, but the final score is Bears 28, Lions 13. So, a lot of good that lead did you. Right. None. None. 0.0. 0.0. And, you know, DJ Moore's out there getting his first career rushing touchdown. We've talked about the quarterback injuries, but one thing that is kind of odd to me is the struggle bus of Jared Goff. What the hell happened to Detroit, fellas? I feel like there was a part of this year that we're like, man, they're so they're, they're legit, they're good, and then it kind of went to hell, and now they're you know we're, we're giving Green Bay all this credit for beating Detroit, right, and then beating Kansas City, and they're sucking bags against the Giants. That was so again super freaking annoying. <laughs> I, dude, <coughs> this like, weekend everyone sucked bags. But but like, what the hell happened to Detroit, dude? Like we're talking about them as contenders, and then it's like you know. The, the effort, the, the defense milk cartoned out of there. Um, we get good sound bites. Like, Rams, Jared Goff is back. Like, what is going on? 
It, it it makes no sense to me. I mean, kudos to the Bears for having the fight in them, but but God bless, man. If you're the Lions, <laughs> like this is a tough streak, man. They have they have not they have not played well. Not just a game. A game is a fluke. Two games you worry, but three games in a row, you're like, uh oh. Yeah, that, that's Carl Lewis National Anthem motto. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Because I mean, you got to worry about it. It doesn't make a ton. It, I just, I don't understand. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It feels like at times the lines are being overtly aggressive <laughs> in in situations that don't warrant it. They have some stupid aggressiveness, yes. And especially like on the fourth down stuff, it's like, dude, look, sometimes you just got to punt and live to fight another day. You can't just expect to make every fourth down. Plus, no. their fourth down, the play, usually their play selections are re- relatively predictable and defenses are stopping it re- pretty easily. Well, they, they better figure it out quickly because I tell you what, man, while I think Detroit's a neat story. Um, if that's the way they're going to play, Dallas, San Francisco, ain't no way, bro. No. They're going to get their asses handed to them. At this point, it looks like a three-team race between those three teams you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Because the NFC South, nah, whoever is second in the uh, East is going to just stomp them in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Anybody coming out of the NFC South, man, that just... Forget yeah, about that, it. Forget about yes, it. you get the host of playoff game. Congratulations, and you're going to get your ass handed yeah. to you. In all likelihood, yeah, it's going to be a um, shit show. So Detroit, I, I mean, it's weird. Like they they finished strong the last couple of years, and then this year they start strong, but now they're finishing soft. Right? It, I mean, it it feels backwards. Like yeah, like Lions gonna Lions or some just oddball whatever. It's just strange to me, man. And Green Bay losing to the Giants. I mean, that just with the way they had played the last couple of games, it was like maybe they they figure some things out. And this, the the crazy part, this was Matt Lafleur's first December loss, which does sound completely bananas for sure. As Green Bay head coach, yeah. Ah, uh, there's a lesson in that, right? There's a lesson in that that stupid freaking New York Football Giants. I swear to God, that damn team. <laughs> But <laughs> that's a game where the, the Packers had a lot of opportunities. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Giants per se, right? But one thing I didn't understand in that game was, A, why the hell were you want running some weirdo motion and trick play on on the two, on, on like a two-point conversion? You already struggled with it. You already had problems with it. And you awful two point conversion trick play. It's a, it's a bad decision. You got guys muffing, you know, punts and then trying to pick the damn ball up and run with it. You got, I mean, it's just it's like the Eagles game, right? You just have like weird turnovers that you're like, seriously, man. You know, and and Green what Bay, are we doing? Green, Green Bay, like I'm watching this game and I'm like, what are y'all? What are you guys doing? And like all the goodwill that they had built up over the past couple of weeks. It culminating in that win over Kansas City. It's like they just pissed it. They, it's like they just pissed it away against the Giants, man. Again, good for Tommy Cutlets and 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 you know Devito and his agent and all all, all that crap. 
you know, when, when in the fourth quarter, when the, the Giants had the lead and, and Saquon Barkley's running it, when the turf monster gets Saquon Barkley, right, and he stumbles on that run, falls out and fumbles the freaking ball, I'm like, okay, Green Bay's going to take this from him. They had a rough game, but they're going to take it from him. Nope, no, no, because they drive down, they get the touchdown, they have some lame-ass two-point conversion play. And, and, and again, last week I was giving LaFleur credit, calling a good game. Jordan Love playing a good game. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? F, you know, F them picks. You, F your Yahoo picks. Screw you. <laughs> Going to go ahead and eat, just eat it. And, uh, you know, look, credit to DeVito, credit to Wandale Robinson, credit to them, man. That, that team found a way to get it done. They found a way to get it done. They did. So there's been some good wins, and I I just – I don't know, man. Like, I feel like every time I get my hopes up and I'm feeling like, all right, might, might have a little something here with, with Green Bay. They just – I don't know. You have something dumb happen. You're like, oh, Lord. And God bless. I don't want them to sink into the playoffs and, the, and then just get eradicated by the Niners. I don't want to see uh, – Well, I don't think you'd have to worry about that as long as we hold on to that number one seed. But – yeah, that I can't figure that team out. No, I really can't. Because I I watched them play, and it's like there's some th- some things they do really well, and they get a good rhythm going. And next thing you know, it's like one mistake, even if it's doesn't matter if it's monstrous or small, it derails the team and. All of a sudden, it just leads to another mistake, and then another one, and you're just kind of going, what "The fuck just happened? What am I? What am I looking here? How did things go? Yeah. Turn go 180 so quickly? Not to take anything away from what the Giants no, did. Good, good on the Giants, man. Good on, good on the Giants for showing up, balling out. Devito having a, a, a good, a good game. Like I heard all these kind of really oddball, like weird statistics with him. They're, they're all fluky things, um, but he's three and one in four starts, seven touchdowns, one pick. He's not any dimes, but the team, res- the team re- is responding to him. You know, and so so what if he's so what if old Tommy Cutlets is in the post game presser looking like you know he robbed a, a late nineties. <sighs> Freaking Limp Biscuit video, and he's wearing a pullover. He fished out of the thrift store while looking while listening to Macklemore. I mean, that's fine. You can dress like that because everybody in that city is gonna love that dude. Well, as long as long as they're winning, as long as they're winning. But it feels like that dude has energy to him. Like he does. You look. You look at. You know. You look at Danny Dimes versus Devito, and it's. Night and day. Oh, it's huge like difference. Jones is there, low key, just playing. Gets a little excited when a big play happens, but really yeah. just doesn't get fired up. Devito, you know, he's like he's excited, he's pumped, and it that type of energy can be infectious, and you can see that in the way the team plays. Yeah, I I don't know how the story plays out for Devito, but. You know, again, we had the astronaut flamed out. We've got the Sex Panther Joe Flacco showing back up in Cleveland. We, you got a team that seemed incompetent under Danny Dimes, and then you got you know the Vita out here looking pretty good. 
I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's an all-pro. I'm not saying he's an all-star, right? But you have to give some credit, for sure, to DeVito and what he's done. Stepping in and stepping up and then handling all the other random rigmarole that goes with all of this. And and at the end of the day, it, it's just a fun story. It just yeah. is, you know? Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm good with that component. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that, that the Giants played that complete of a game and went at it that hard and were able to get it done. Uh, and there's a part of me that's just like, is this, you know, kind of in part, um, you know, you know, like one team just doesn't take the other one seriously enough. Like a lot of the games this weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just go, all right. Well, you you're just like cruising in, thinking, "No, we got this, man." And an inflated sense of you know, self worth or you know team worth, whatever it is, overconfidence, trap games. You know, use whatever cliche you feel like using. But doesn't it feel like, you know, I, I, the Packers just grossly underestimated the effort and execution they were going to see? And uh, you know, kudos to. to to DeVito, um, it's been a great run the past couple of weeks. He's part. I would say, if nothing else, he's he's parlayed this into an opportunity to have a nice long career. Uh, if nothing else, as a backup quarterback, it ain't no shame in that. Not at all. Mm-mm. None. 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 But I, I'm I'm just yet again. My football fandom takes it up to Yang because of the freaking New York football giants. It's just gross. Can I? I can't get away from those guys. I try. Yeah, I I know, I know. I just like I said, it it amazes me how that team has rallied around him and mm-hmm. and the crowd. Yeah, it's not just the, the team, dude. The crowd has. It's almost like he understands it's a form of entertainment, mm-hmm. so he has like a personality that just gets the crowd going, gets mm-hmm. them excited. He you does. Know, walks around, you know, doing, you know, doing this because you know he just made a fake fucking play, and it's just yeah. like, yep, it's like that's Italian, but it's just it's it's interesting. It's yeah. it makes him different from what you normally see out of the Giants, but. Honestly, I know we talked about the play, but honestly, I thought Saquon's fumble was going to be that turnaround point. Yeah. I really did. I really, I felt like that's like this is one of those plays. Yes, that's a momentum shifter. And that that was a gift. That fumble was a gift. Fucking and, turf and, monster. And they did they did go down and score a touchdown. I mean, they did, but you know the Packers just could not stop. Of all people, Wandale freaking Robinson, man, really. For real. That one catch, though, was pretty. I'm not going to lie. It's just gross. This is gross. So, fine. I'll give credit to the Giants, and I'll sandbag on Green Bay. Good. I hope you got what you wanted out of that, assholes. Um, <laughs> I got what I wanted because it gave the Diners to clinch the play- a playoff spot. So, Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Niners will be fine. Well, uh, I know, but it's just the idea that the, I know. we were the first to clinch. I was like, all right, this works. Well, home <clears throat> home field is so critical in the NFL. It is. I really do hope they, and I think they should give the top two seeds home field. I don't. I, mean, I, don't I, I don't know that one seat, one number one getting a buy is. I don't know that I like that. 
I wouldn't say no to that. You know. Uh, anywho, all right. Let's bounce through a couple other things. Again, I'm struggle bussing, so if I've if I've topic jumped or started the thought and didn't finish it, forgive me. Nah, you're uh, good, dude. I'm I'm definitely feeling it. So uh, I will say a good job about the Jets handling the Texans. This was more to me a disappointment for for the Texans than anything else, but. Uh, kudos to Zach Wilson, who's clearly in full MILF missile mode. Um, CJ Stroud gets knocked out of the game with a concussion. Hopefully that, that does not linger. But look, man, for the Jets, that's their first game with three offensive touchdowns since last season in week 12. I mean... That's crazy. No, nobody saw this coming. Not me. I mean, the way the Texans were rolling... You didn't really expect the Jets to just offensively show up the way they did. No. Because you're like, Zach Wilson again? Mm -mm. Oh, well, we all know where this is going. Going straight down the... Mills had uh, free tickets to the Jets game that day, so... Oh. (sighs) I see. Hey, priorities, bro. (laughs) So, you know, he had to ball out. Yeah. Also... Oh, go ahead. I was thinking, it just felt different like it felt like the Jets team we thought we were going to get at the beginning of the season and then we didn't but I think also it was the idea of the master still showing the apprentice he has a lot to learn considering yeah. D'Amico Ryans did learn under Robert Sala in San Francisco yeah that's, that's true and that was like the first game without Tank Dell and mm-hmm. you oh, felt like Sala awesome. would would take that's... away um um Nico, right? Mm-hmm. You felt like he would take him away and kind of be like, "Okay, good luck." Yeah, if that was that was a game like I considered on um, survival, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't want to touch that." No, one. no, no. Uh, although, I, it, look, we got taken out anyway. It would, really wouldn't have mattered all that, all that much. I hear you. I just, um, I just thirty to six or lose all last second field goal. I mean, it's a loss yeah. is a loss either way. But yeah, that's true. I hear you. At least we didn't get skunked on it. Yeah. So hopefully, CJ CJ Stroud is good and can get uh, get back on field and handle some business. Believe me, people are not watching the Texans for a uh, non CJ Stroud game. Uh, no. Just saying. Uh, kudos to the Broncos, by the way, for beating the Chargers' asses 24-7. to But then the Raiders, of course, completely outdid everybody else by dropping. What was the final score? 63-what? to what? 20-something, 21. 21. Yeah. You know, Chargers got some garbage touchdowns that really weren't relevant for anything other than stat padding. Um, Which, you know, the Raiders scoring 63 more points than they did last week against Minnesota in that barn burner. Yeah. That... How do you go from scoring nothing? How do you, you know, going all Dean Warmer over here, 0.0, 0. 0. to 0. Just, all, 0. just all of a sudden just exploding for 63 points out of nowhere? I don't get it. I don't understand where this team was last Look, week. Neither do they, Randy. They don't know either. <laughs> they don't. They clearly they don't. <clears throat> At this point, it's time. I guess it's time for them to play spoiler, considering they're only what uh, two games back now, or like uh, uh, somebody or would like have to two and a half. I yeah, think is what we'd it have is. we'd have to pull up the actual like playoff 
schedule and odds and all, all that I, stuff. I'm not even bothering. No, the Raiders I mean, ain't making the playoffs. No, it, it, no, but the, a team that has a really good shot that's shocking the hell out of me is Denver, being only a game behind, behind yeah, well, Kansas be- City now. That's because their beginning of the year was so bad. I will say Denver, I think, is another team that, unless you're just a glutton for punishment, you would prefer to not have them. Because they are well out of, coached. Yeah, out of, out they're of the well game. coached and they're scrappy. Yeah, they, they yeah. are. They are. I don't, and you got Russell Wilson, and yeah. you know the old cliche well, with those running those quarterbacks. Man, if you got blank blank, you got a chance. Yep. You know, you got well, Russell Wilson, you got a chance. Like he he could he could cook for a game. Mm-hmm. He's not cooking right now because Sean Payton doesn't want him to, but. <sighs> If shit hits the fan, he could probably cook for a game at least. Bro, you know who was cooking? You know who was Who's cooking? Who's Freaking that? Will Levis and D Hop. We even <laughs> had a King Henry sighting. I cannot I cannot believe that the Dolphins had the Titans down fourteen. Down fourteen. The Titans scored fifteen points in the final two minutes and forty seconds. I had to laugh, the, bro. The the two guys that came on during the Manning cast in the third quarter, one of them was like, "Oh, I had Tennessee or uh, uh, Miami minus thirteen and a half," and then they went up fourteen after that uh, muff punt. I was like, "Oh, there you go." And then I thought, "Oh, well, Levis got a cheap touchdown," and then they got the ball back. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> It well, was, not only that, they went for two on the touchdown and got it. I was like, yeah, shit. It, it's aggressive. It's aggressive, but it, it's not dumb aggressive like what Detroit's doing. Like, And this is one of those things where, and we've discussed analytics before. Like, I think an, analytics matter, but go with feel. If You need to have a feel of the game, right? A sense of the game, an energy of the game, a vibe of it, whatever the hell you want to call it. So the analytics matter. But read the room, or in this case, read the field. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. It's just, it's wild, you know? I would say that everybody, you know, I, I guess we need mayo coffee or whatever it is that Will Levis likes. God. Or eat a banana without peeling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, don't peel the banana. Um, Ugh, but, barf. you know, again... You know, kudos to the kudos to the Titans. D Hop was there for other teams, man. Y'all didn't sign him, so that that's on you. Uh, and I don't know, you know, what Will Levis is going to turn into. But if you're a Titans fan, you go, okay, I can see a little something. If you're variable, you go, okay, I can see a little something. You know that that's important. It does put me in a position where I don't trust the Dolphins, uh, which I already didn't, but it's worse now. Right, I trust them less, and some of that is just the way they looked in general, and some of that is specifically because they looked inept without Tyreek Hill. Yes, just inept. They just looked lost. And, and Tua's arm strength, man. No, oh, yeah. yikes, y- yikes. It's well, not right. let's, let's not forget the fact that you know they got physically beat up a little bit, so. The Dolphins remind me of basically a finesse team. Mm. If you punch them in the mouth, they have a hard time retaliating because they just don't have those types of players to respond. Yeah. And, you know, you can only take so much of just getting hit 
over a course of a game to the point of where you finally just feel like I, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. that's, and that's kind of what, that's kind of, what I feel like happened. Like every time they made a good play, you would see Tennessee come back and be like, yo, we got this. <laughs> yeah. And, and Levis, I mean, damn, I'm watching this kid grow up this season and watching this first start to now he's really starting to come along well, now granted we don't know what he's fully going to turn no. into but he's still starting to show some signs of why he was drafted as high as he was uh, there are times it, it looks like some of those throws are like the old proverbial flick of the wrist and then it's flying down like six yards downfield it, it, it is it's amazing i i'm always in awe when i see a dude do that where he doesn't even load up the arm mm-hmm. it's just a little flick and all of a sudden nope. you're like holy shit yeah no that that dude has an arm man like legit, legit, legit. And if there's anyone who knew that before any of us did, it was definitely Shannon. Yeah, Shannon did. But <laughs> it, like, I, I feel like I, it was our talent was never an issue. It yeah, was it was everything else. The mind mm-hmm. and just not making the dumb turnover. Well, I don't think he's done making dumb turnovers, but that that's what you just you know tighten up, get better. And, and Ooh, you see I see where, what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tighten up and get better, buddy. Um, <laughs> but from a Tennessee standpoint, I go, okay, all right, maybe there's something here. But do you think there's some teams that wish they could turn back time? Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And it's not just Rex Ryan's toe team. I mean, one hundred percent. There's some there's some squads that if you could rewind, they would. But yeah, you can say that every year, and you can say about a. A bunch of players. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like some of these other guys have particularly impressed. Your one is always a little bit tricky. Oi, freaking Dolphins. I, I don't trust them, man. There, there's a there's group, nah, there's groups. There, there's of, no trust factor there. there. No. I, gr- groups of teams I don't trust. And the Dolphins. The Dolphins are up there. Um, we'd probably have to sit and look at it. Think about some other ones. But hell no. And they're capable they could absolutely explode for a butt-ass butt ton of points, uh, particularly if they're at home with Tyreek Hill on the field. But in general, no. I, I, I just feel like you can't you can't trust the Dolphins. There's no way. No way. No way. And you yeah, also I mean, can't you also can't trust. By the way, how in the hell? How in the hell was that game with the Vikings and the Raiders a three nothing? donut bag of grotesque and then <laughs> and then the raiders stuck what was it 63 on the charges is that what it was yeah 63. 63 how are the raiders that bad i know and i know the chargers suck but how are the raiders that bad against the broncos and they show up and deliver that performance i think you have to look at it as the Vikings don't their defense doesn't suck, number one. Right. But you look at the defense that the Chargers have, and yeah, there's holes because they're not healthy. Well, underachievement for sure. But also I think based on what we saw tonight, that team just gave up. They just stopped caring. Oh, yeah. Tonight against the Raiders, yeah, they gave up. And they just were like, you know what, we're done. Our season's over. We lost our quarterback. We're not playing well. Fuck it. It's yeah. Thursday. Just get that bottle of fuck it all. Yes. <laughs> and fuck it I mean, all. Fuck it all. I mean, with last week, that was 
I don't I don't know how you could say I I it was worth the money I spent on my tickets to watch this three nothing game. No. No. This ain't baseball, motherfucker. This is no. football, and there should be more than just a fucking field goal at the <laughs> end of the game, essentially. Right. <laughs> I think God bless. I think the first and only time I enjoyed a a, a low scoring affair of that ilk was the infamous Gus Frat headbutt game. <laughs> you know, and ever since then, I'm like, nah, it's overtime, man. You're not fun. Go away. <laughs> None of it. Should have been he Schuler headbutting the wall, hurting himself. Freaking Gus Farrat, man. That's the name I haven't heard in a while. Anyway. All right, gents. Yeah, I'm I'm struggle busting like hell. So it's I, that time. Yeah. Yeah. It I, and it's late anyway, but like uh yeah. Uh we're gonna go ahead and rip cord out of here. Um Wait, Dirk the Vix Dirk just called. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that, but I do want to share this one clip because it's so utterly ridiculous. And again, we talked about DeVito. I enjoy the DeVito story. Um, although I, my fandom, it, it just can't believe I get saddled with more giants bullshit, but, <laughs> um, that's just obnoxious. And like, like the ghost of Mark, the ghost of football past and podcast past, like, of course we haven't seen or heard from this dude feels like in weeks and what happens? The giants win. So what do we get? We get that effing. We get freaking messages in the chat from this guy. Like, he rises. He undertakers this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, Giants are going to win? Let me come and talk <laughs> trash now. It's so funny. Right? Uh, but all kidding aside, uh, th- this is this is ridiculous. And this this reporter should just be ashamed of themselves. Uh, this is a post-game thing where they're talking to uh, uh, Day Bowl, by the way. Uh, Brian, I, I know this is probably gonna gonna make you cringe a little bit, and I want to say that I'm not comparing Tommy to the greatest quarterback of all time. But you were on the staff in New England when the 199th pick came Tom. out of nowhere and took Tom. over the uh, team. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean we're four games in. I know, I know. I appreciate. Uh, I do appreciate the question, but well, here's, well, here's what here's what I here's what... we're four games in, dude. Calm down. <laughs> and that's true four games you don't know who that dude's gonna be can we see how this plays out over the course of the season calm down that that that, calm that your guy tits, man calm that, your tits that guy was asking questions like it was rex ryan after that after that foot fetish man he was going <laughs> going at it <laughs> and the other thing speaking of and, and this is a bit of a of a tangent jump topic jump whatever but you know, you mentioned Tom Brady. Obviously, we're getting more confirmation or more reports or more indication that Bill Belichick and the Patriots are parting ways after the season, which I don't think should come as a shock to anybody per se. It is still very weird to think that we're on the cusp of that. And it is it is a bold move and it's a bold choice by the Crafts. And maybe Belichick wants out too. I, I don't know. Um, what we do know is that they have not enjoyed the same degree of success post Tom Brady. They haven't done a good enough job with draft and develop of that roster. They haven't. But I will say this, man. Um, whether you you like the dude, hate the dude, or indifferent, that pairing of Brady and Belichick was special. Um, and when we talk about like earlier tonight, you know, freaking Cam Newton talking about system quarterbacks. Look, bro. In the last 20 years, there's no better system 
right, than what New England did over two decades. Doesn't matter if you like them. It's irrelevant. Their system, which includes Belichick, and their, as some people would say, system quarterback in Tom Brady, that system bore a ton of fruit. Yes, it did. It did. And it's a reminder that, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't have enough talent, you're not going to win a lot of games. And that is on Belichick for sure um, for not having a better plan in place. I mean, it, a lot of things look sloppy, right, at this vantage point, at this point in time. And maybe he wants out. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll have whatever, you know, he'll he'll have the pick of several jobs. Uh, but he he's old enough now that he's got a certain window. And I would imagine if he is set free, liberated, available, there are certain teams that 100% will make a, make a beeline for him. He hadn't forgotten how to coach. He hadn't forgotten, no. he hadn't yeah. forgotten how to coach. Uh, there are some talent issues in New England, obviously some quarterback struggles. But what I think would be really funny, right, you know, because there was a point this season people were speculating about Belichick, and then they came out with this thing saying he had just signed a multi-year extension. Well, that could be this year and next year. We don't know how many years that really is. All right, calm down. But I would laugh. We spent all this time kind of chuckling about, you know, the process and tanking and sucking on purpose. And at some point you go, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Let's go and draft pick this thing up. Right? We laughed about that. But I got to tell you, it would be some kind of righteous, right, if Belichick and the Patriots went full Rams mode and was like, F them picks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fine. I was going to tank this. But this how you're going to repay me all these years? All right, bro. So, you know, Belichick and the Pats all of a sudden start looking competent. Right? It'd be wild. It'd be wild. And they go on a winning streak. F them picks. F them picks. We're going to win some games close out this year, baby. That would be funny to me. So Patriots Chiefs is coming weekend. I, I don't know that that's going to be a, a good football game, but I will say it's got some of the best storylines around it. Really does. I do think it has potential. It, um, it, it has it has potential, but it I don't know that the game will be good. Um, everything it, around it the game is intriguing. Which shows up. Yes, but uh, the Patriots defense plays hard. Mm-hmm. Um. You're going to need some I mean, things to go your way. Maybe could be, some calls. Could be a low-scoring game. Could be. It could be. Uh, but, man, ooh, mm-hmm. if the Patriots find a way to win that, oh, buddy. Oh, you think the meltdown mode of Kansas City is bad now? Oh, Lord. Let let them let them suck bags against New England. Like a, a suddenly, all right, trust the process. What, you're going to fire me? All right, fine. Screw tanking for these draft picks for you. Now, now I'm going to go out. Like, it would be so hilarious, right, if that's how the, I mean, that would just be crazy if that went that way. Wouldn't anyway. Complain. Huh, say what? I wouldn't complain about it. Mm-mm. No, that'd be a hoot. All right, gentlemen. 
Let me get out of here. Let me get you out of here. Let's get to bed. Uh, as always, uh, keywords of sports and brew. It's been fun. And again, I'll, I'll say, uh, I, I feel like my brain jumped all over the place. So I, I'm hoping when I listen to this tomorrow and clean it up and, and do the write up that I make sense. And I didn't curveball y'all with like really random, random jumps, but I, I may have, I'll know tomorrow when I listen to it. <laughs> clean it up and post it but uh as always i appreciate your time appreciate your efforts appreciate the beers appreciate the you know hanging out shooting shooting the breeze and uh, even though i'm i'm certainly not 100 percent uh but shannon buckle up uh good luck getting getting the getting the girls that beater car all right uh save the dents from your pickup truck man <laughs> get her done and uh <laughs> get her done son and, yeah, uh, hopefully these fools don't listen to the podcast and get their Christmas present ruined. Oh, would they listen to the podcast? I doubt it. They, one of their friends did, but I can't imagine they would. Oh, they don't have any. They, they don't have any clue that you're looking for a, a a beater. Nope, not at all. Oh, well, I mean, I can delete that out if you're worried about it. I, I mean, I won't include it in the write up. Yeah, I would. I would. Um... Don't include that in the write-up. They no, won't no. listen to the podcast. No, but. I wouldn't include that in the write-up anyway. This is, that that was just like random, <laughs> you know, conversation. And uh, uh, speaking of you know vehicles, uh, Randall, let me tell you what, man. Logan loves him some Rocket League, dude. That kid is playing a ton of that. I, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun until yeah. you get to the guys who clearly have no life and have been playing it ever since it dropped, and you're kind of going, how the. F- fuck did they pull that off oh well yeah well that's kind of <laughs> like I, I think back to certain elements of time where we, we were playing like halo you and like multiplayer halo on these maps mm-hmm. and you'd be like hey, we're all good we've been beating up on each other so we feel pretty good about ourselves and then you went into a map with people that were like legit they knew the map they knew everything and you'd be like how did he get there boom you're dead how do you get over there boom you're dead you're like what the fuck <laughs> did he just 360 no scope me yes he just yes. 360 no scope me sure son did. of a bitch you asshole get me a drink yeah i still say like some of my favorite memories are uh just taking the hammer <laughs> you did love that hammer. I, I love that hammer man and just it, you know uh and just, there were certain people that were just so good to victimize uh, when we would play it, like Whitfield was, oh, he was great to just terrorize. Um, but there, there were people that were good. I, f- I feel like I got Jerry pretty good a couple times. I loved the, was it a gravity hammer? Is that what that was? Yep. Oh my God. You I pissed the, you pissed Jesse off the most though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved it. I loved the gravity hammer, but the, some of those memories are really fun. But it was definitely like when you were playing an FPS, I mean, whatever, Call of Duty, you know, COD, Halo, insert whatever it was, Flavor Du Jour. When you would roll, when you were feeling pretty good about yourself and you would roll into some online whatever with a crew of people that really knew what they were doing and were high level players, they would beat your ass. (laughs) It is tough. It is. Uh, tough. It still happens to me this day. Yeah. So I know it, that feeling all too well. It is. It is. It is some kind of tough. But all right, gentlemen, uh, forgive me if I made a mess of of any of that conversation. Uh, you're I'll, good. I'll try to clean it up, and um, we'll see if we can catch up. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the next chunk of time is going to be like. I feel like all of a sudden it's going to be Christmas, dude. It's going to be absolutely crazy. <laughs> so. 
I was going to say, yeah. next week it probably had to be a Tuesday or a Wednesday because that's about when all the travel is going to start on that Thursday. Yeah, see, like, we're we're working through th- Thursday? I know Chesterfield's yeah. through Thursday. I don't, like, why on earth? Why? But we Wednesdays, get, like, Wednesdays not only you... Christmas week, but the first week of January off. Yeah, the, the break is weird this year. Yeah, like I, I would. I mean, I'll take it. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's great. But I like wouldn't it make more sense to have you know, go ahead and ease up another day. Let me tell you what happens, man. For anybody that and Randy, this might sound weird to you, but let me tell you what happens. Yeah, with the, with the schools and the, and the county, when you butt up against a big holiday, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, anything, when you push too far against the holiday, people just pull their kids out early. Yep. And so you, you, you sounds like, about right. And that's what happens. Because people, they want to travel. They, they want to beat the rush. So they want to go over they're going, whether they're going overseas or staying, whatever. And they're like, no, nobody's doing anything that last day of break anyway. Screw it. Nope. So, so you, I don't know why they pushed it so close to Christmas this year. That's too close, in my opinion. Too close. Live and learn. Anyway. All right. Go get some rest, fellas. I'll catch you a little bit later. And I will go have dreams of smashing Jesse in Halo with gravity hammers. Those are good times. <laughs> and pissing somebody off. I know I pissed people off. I love that gravity hammer, man. You can always tell when Justin got the gravity hammer. Why? Because all of a sudden you'd hear the hammer slam down. What up, bitch? Womp <laughs> 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 womp. Oh, my God. That was that was such a satisfying kill. <laughs> It really was. That was probably one of the most satisfying FPS like game kills that uh, ever. Which yeah, was just gravity hammering somebody to death. It was awesome. It was awesome. Those are th- those are fun times. Uh, oh, although, for sure. if, if I tried to if I tried to play Halo right now and went online, I would get slaughtered so bad, so bad. It would it would not be good. Yeah. I think the, I think the only thing I could do these days are like co op multiplayer. You know, just not activating a bunch, not activating a bunch of skulls though. Not not doing oh, that. Oh God, no. <laughs> anyway, all right, gentlemen, go get some rest. As always, I appreciate it. It was fun to catch up, fun to hang out. We'll see if we'll see how next week goes. It's going to be a funky week. Maybe we can do a, like a Tuesday. Maybe we can go a little early. I I don't know. Um, Wednesday is probably going to be tricky. So worst case scenario, if we can't make it work, we'll just catch up after Christmas. Uh, but if nothing else, maybe we can just kind of catch up in BS and have a uh, mini brew. And I say that it never goes that way, but maybe we can try. <laughs> what, or, what's a mini brew? <laughs> or at least just have some beers and hang out. And that's okay, too. But there anyway, you go. we can do that. Yeah. Keyword sports and brew, as always, home feed on Podbean. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon. Excuse me. Somewhere where Bless people. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, somewhere else. And I don't know. Todd. I hope you have a long, long stock and ready for Christmas, bro. <laughs> you, chest looking motherfucker. You, <laughs> you bring. All right, man. All right, y'all. Go get some rest. I'll catch you later. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night, fellas. All right. Later, bro. Good night now. Right. Peace. Peace out. Oh, gosh. I think that was sloppy, man. I'm sorry, fellas. That's okay. Sorry, dude. (laughs) Anyway, good night. Get some rest. Later, dudes. See ya. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs) 
Rage face Karen Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, late. See ya. See ya.